Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Join me for the ultimate team mom deep dive. This is more than just a recap show. I'll scour the internet to bring you all the best drama that MTV didn't air. From police reports to deleted tweets, I've got the details on all the fights, breakups, and arrests of our favorite MTV train wrecks. If you think the moms bring the drama on TV, just wait until you hear what really happened. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hi guys, welcome back to Feathers in My Hair. Just quickly, quickly before we get into the episode, I want to let you all know that I released my very first Patreon-exclusive bonus episode this week. I talked all about YouTube. Uh, I'm going to start a little bonus episode series where I just sit in my car while I drive home from yoga and just like talk about whatever topic I feel like talking about. I think it's fun and it's easy for me to do and a lot of people like the first one I did. So go subscribe on Patreon. Second, I am really getting into doing a Feathers in My Hair Instagram account. If you guys will follow me at EBP underscore feathers, I'm posting a lot on it and I think I think it's pretty good. I've gained like 180 followers this week, so thank you so much to everyone who followed me from the last episode, but I'm trying really hard on it and just would love if you guys follow me. And third is Princess is here. Hi, Princess. Hi, guys. Hi, Liz. Thanks for having me on. So if you are a Patreon subscriber, then you've definitely heard Princess's new podcast, If not, you should become a patron so that you can hear my bonus episode and you can hear Princess's new podcast. Princess, plug your podcast. Okay, guys, I have a podcast about Tori Spelling. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're like, I don't need a podcast about Tori Spelling. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I Basically, what I do is I I kind of like deep dive into everything about her and we just use that as a backdoor to talk about all the big shit in life, like, you know, love and getting left out of a will and that kind of stuff. Okay. So it's a lot of fun. Liz has been on it. I had this week, I'll have Kara from realizing stuff on it. And I mean, it's just a lot of fun. You guys need to to listen to it. It is to get it. You have to subscribe at $5 or more on the Patreon. So, I mean, I, I feel like that's, that's what a dollar and a quarter per episode each month. I, I think I'm worth a dollar and a quarter. And I believe the bonus episode level is also $5. So we're going to try and be putting out a um, a bonus episode every week. If not me, like Ryan and Kara did a bonus episode. Troy's going to do some, I think. Molly might pop in and do some. I'm going to really try and crank out the bonus episodes. So we're working really hard to kind of rebuild uh, the Patreon because we moved me off Patreon. Uh, The main show isn't really happening anymore. So especially Nicole and I are making like a big effort to rebuild this Patreon. And I really suggest you subscribe because it's basically going to be a lot of princess and Liz content. Also, Karen Ryan put out like a 45 (laughs) minute bonus episode on Pete and Ariana. Like they're doing their part. Like we're all, you're going to be getting a lot of content basically. Yeah. So teen mom this week. Oh, first of all, uh, teen mom news today is that Farrah caught off her AC fight, which I knew would happen. <gasps> I think I said that on this podcast. Well, but wait, aren't you disappointed you were going? So here's the thing. 
I'm only half disappointed because I like 70% of me knew it wasn't ever going to happen. And really, I'm just looking forward to Billy flying up from Florida and us having like eat, pray, love through Atlantic City for two days like that. That's what I'm looking for. I love staying in a hotel. I love indulging in wonderful restaurants. Like that's really what I'm looking forward to. (laughs) Second of all, I think the fight might still happen because Farrah apparently pulled out because her her requirements were not met, which was 32 hotel rooms. For who? Great question. Apparently she requires 32 hotel rooms. And I think the promoters are going to be like, haha, go fuck yourself. We're going to sue you if you don't participate in this fight. Because I would, I mean, if there was a contract signed, if there's not a contract signed, then like jokes on the promoters, they're idiots. But I was yeah, feeling it yeah. might still happen. This might just be extra attention and drama to build up hype for it. I, I don't know. I'm still like thinking it might happen once, once the promoters push back a little bit and they're like, okay, well, we're going to sue you for a million dollars. She might be like, okay, see you on Saturday. 32 fucking rooms. 32. And I'm assuming in the Borgata, which isn't a, it's not 32 rooms at the Holiday Inn. You know, 32 rooms that Saturday night at the Borgata is probably, I mean, it's off season, but it's probably like $350 for just a regular room. Not, you know, it's it's a nice hotel. I used to play on my high school basketball team and we didn't need 32 rooms when we traveled. I just don't understand what the fuck is going on over there. It's probably one floor. She probably requested an entire floor. All right, Farrah. (laughs) Also, that's all I can say. Farrah today pled guilty to resisting arrest following the altercation she had at the Beverly Hills Hotel back in June. It was June. She apparently went to court in a sports bra in matching pants. Like, I beg you all to go on my Instagram, EVP underscore feathers. And look at what she wore to court. I'm thinking she had to have changed after court because I've spent a lot of time in like in actual courtrooms uh, through past jobs that I had. And like judges get to set their own dress code per their courtroom. And most judges would not allow you to walk into their courtroom like like that. Like none of the judges at the county courthouse that i used to uh work out of would let you even wear tank tops like there's like under boob showing what fair is wearing and of course sophia was there with her because like why wouldn't you take your 10 year old daughter to your plea deal you think sophia is fair's best friend um no because i don't think (laughs) fair act i i get what you're asking i think Aubrey is Chelsea's best friend, but I don't think Sophia's okay. Farrah's best friend because I don't think Farrah talks to Sophia very much. I think Fair Sophia probably uh. sits on the iPhone and like does TikTok. I think it's called now. It used to be musically and just has like, you know, unmonitored internet access as much as she wants. And Farrah is like in Farrah's land and like barks at Sophia when she wants her to pay attention. I don't think there's like a ton of communication. So I don't think they're actually best friends. So is it more like how Paris Hilton used to carry around that little dog? A hundred percent. That's yes. Uh, Yes. Okay. I think that's more accurate because I don't think 
Bear cares to like hear what Sophia has to say about anything. Where like Chelsea, I think, truly believes that Aubrey is her best friend. Okay. All right. So yeah, big fair news day. We'll see what happens next week. I mean, look, I'm going to AC either way. If there's a fight, that's great. Uh, oh, and I'm like, I am a little pissed though because Drita from Mob Wives last night confirmed that she was going to be the referee, and I fucking love Drita. Oh, I really love Drita. <laughs> I miss Mob Wives so much. Me too. I just miss them always threatening to fight each other. I miss like the. I mean, the truth is they fought each other very little, very yes, little for yes. the, for the talk they were talking. And I mean, I think the Real Housewives of Atlanta fight more than than Mob Wives fought. And then I used to love how they would talk about these men getting locked up like they had been, Victimized. I don't know, yeah, like they've been picked up by the se- by the secret police or some shit. No, dude, like they murdered people okay. <laughs> and. Mob Wives in season one, when Junior gets arrested for the first time, and Karen, or Renee's having like a fucking mental breakdown, and AJ is like, Mom, yes. I can't fucking stand you. And then Karen comes to her door, is fucking cinematic. Like, oh my they, God. They we sh- should recap Mob Wives. I know we should. Oh, for bonus, bonus episodes. episodes. Oh, okay. <laughs> you heard it here first. Okay. we should it's it was such good content it really was it's so good and we could do like three or four episodes at once because like not a right because a lot happens episode to episode they have like little arcs and then of course like mob wives filming through it coming out that um anthony or junior like ratted on (gasps) renee's dad and you have to remember like renee's sister was it producer and creator of this show so them filming through that is like it's crazy that they that that happened and that they filmed through that and then i just and then big Ange died r.i.p and like like it was so i i know that when she died and everyone was talking about it people who did not watch the show was like who's this monster you guys are talking about or whatever, but it's really hard because she just was, like, super likable. I so I can't describe likeable. her anymore. Yeah, she looked really strange, but she was just, like, the person you wanted to be talking. The way she described things, the way she'd be like, hi, girls. <laughs> like, I, I just loved it. Oh, girls, I, just I really can't fucking... believe it. Yeah, my t- it's hurt anyway. You can't you can't rattle people. Like she was just so I just she was like so important to the world. And Truly. oh fuck, I forgot she died. Oh. Uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Okay, so we're gonna t- quickly talk about OG Princess is half protesting OG, so we will not be mentioning um, <laughs> one cast member who happens to be the daughter yeah, of a no. former vice presidential candidate. We're just not going to talk about her, and you know what? Nothing really happened for her no, in this episode wait. anyway. We can't talk about her. Guys, the reason I really dislike the idea of Bristol Paley on this show is that reality TV shows really humanize people mm-hmm. when you see them going through their day-to-day, especially if they're in a situation like Bristol is in. And what that means is that later, when she goes back on the road trying to convince us all that uh, abstinence works as a birth control that uh, teen pregnancy is like a scourge of the earth and that, that people should have get married 
gay should be married, people should have access to birth control or abortions. It's e- easier for her to do that because yes. we all watched her hug her little girl on TV. That's that's one of the things that bothers me. And this is this is partly the reason why we have Trump in the White House. It is the reason. Yeah. Because we had not been watching. Well, I didn't ever watch it, but other people did. And they're like, yeah, we know that guy. He's the rich guy. He's in charge. He's the boss. Like that helped along and shit and Bristol. I'm just, I'm opposed to that. That said, I feel like she came to work. I feel like she came to like, give us her blood. And I appreciate that. And Dakota's I think. Dakota's incredible as a reality Dakota's TV incredible. And he doesn't care about, he's giving the interviews and Facebook lives and he's like, fuck it, I'm out here. <laughs> Dakota, and I love that. Like when he was talking at the baseball game about how he was a failure and his eyes, like he had the craziest eyes I've ever seen. And I was like, he's going to jump through this TV and murder me. Yeah, he is, he's, he's got a lot wrong with him and as we've talked about before i grew up in a military family most of my family's in the military two of my brothers are currently still there my dad's retired i have fucked my way through the military as well so god bless america you guys, yeah all the branches i've been there so i'm just letting you guys know that i know a lot about fucking ptsd and it is very 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 serious i do not understand how dakota had such severe PTSD and they, and he's in the space he is right now. And they thought it was okay to get married. I believe their families were like, the love of a good woman will help him. And da, 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 da. And I believe Dakota's even now, he was talking about, he did an Instagram live where he was talking about having Bristol out of his life. It was like having a cancer out of his life. Oh, yeah. He doesn't regret her because he, like, he, he thinks, and he's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he's like, I love my kids, but yeah, that was a mistake. And he's like, he's like, I haven't um, had to get a shot in my neck for anxiety since she's been gone. I haven't had a panic attack since she's been gone. Like, the way they talk about, I don't either. The way they talk about his PTSD is if it's the responsibility of some woman to either make it better or make it worse when that's not how PTSD works in any way. So... I imagine them to fight and fight and fight. And as much as I I dislike Bristol as a person, I can imagine being in a fight with him. And no matter what what happened, all roads lead back to PTSD all the time. No matter what you say, no matter you're, he's being an asshole, he's yelling, he's not around or whatever it is, we always end up at the PTSD. And there's nothing we can do about that because he seems like he's in, he seems like he's in therapy He's taking a lot of money. He's seeing psychiatrists. He's I doing mean, he all kinds of Washington things. Washington to go to, I would assume, um, what's the big fucking hospital that's in Washington, D.C. that I can't think of the name of, uh, mm-hmm. at, reads at something. Somebody at home is screaming it out. But he goes to Washington yeah. to see, like, I would assume the top military doctors. Like, I think he's in yeah. a lot of treatment. Yeah, but... but... So then when we have an argument about the dishes yeah. and we get to, to the part where you're like, I have PTSD on September, whatever, blah, blah, I meant, like, where, where do we go from there? That's the end of that conversation. I, I, that's it. So I, I understand why they aren't, they can't be together. He is going through some shit and you're right. She is not, she doesn't seem very empathetic. She seems like somebody who's just like, 
she doesn't seem she reminds me a lot of kale in a lot of ways yeah like she really loves those well, kids she does shit for those kids she's great with that but she doesn't have a lot of empathy i like, think she is very much her mother's daughter and needs a husband like todd like her dad is who kind of just like sits back he totally lets sarah be in charge like I think their whole family was completely run by Sarah. Like what Sarah said went. Sarah's career always took precedent. Like Sarah was completely in control of the kids. And I think Todd just like like to get drunk and like fuck around in Alaska. You know what I'm like? I don't think yeah Todd ever had like big ambitions. I think he just like likes to live his life and was like happy to let his wife be in charge. Like we'd never really hear about issues like. Todd's jealous of Sarah's fame or ha- he has problems being no. Mr. Sarah Palin. Like, that's never been ascribed to him at all. And I think that's what Bristol needs. And I think she. Well, and if he does, the money Dakota. helps. Yeah, that. And then also, I don't understand how they got married, considering the two of them have such different stories about what happened during that pregnancy. Yeah. He. If. If either one of their stories is correct they should not have gotten married no like how could you marry someone who told you don't contact me anymore about that baby you got going on there or how could you marry someone who tweeted that your child was born and wouldn't let you come like yeah how could you later get married to them i i've no well i mean i know how bristol did it i don't get dakota's motivations bristol was just so deeply embarrassed by everything that happened and like so desperate to like have a family to look like she had a complete family unit unit that i don't think it would have really mattered who it was like she was marrying that guy dakota i don't i don't really get why he married her like they seem to like really the weirdest part though is that when they interact it doesn't it seems fine for the most part and then they go off on their own and they're like i want to kill him i want to kill her like i hope they fucking die and i'm like where well that's because they're both two-faced <laughs> that's what it is they're both fucking two-faced it's just so and crazy I think... the dichotomy that exists between how they interact and like how they speak about one another and they obviously are not very great at communication i i can't wait until bristol realizes she doesn't need to be in a relationship like she seems like somebody who would like would be good being single yeah. for like 25 years. Agreed. And so like be single for 25 years. What, what the fuck? I think like... Bristol, <laughs> like Dakota said, and we heard it from Sarah and Dakota just obviously phrased very differently that Bristol is like extremely good at making plans. And once she makes a plan, like it has to be done and it has to be done that way. And Sarah was like, you should work in logistics. And Dakota like was calling her a controlling bitch, but it was essentially mm-hmm. the same intent behind like the same, they're both saying the same thing just with different intents. And I do yeah. think she would probably be better single because she can then make all of her own plans and mm-hmm. do what she wants. Yeah. Bristol. Listen, I, I wish I was single some times for that very same reason so like take the opportunity make all your fucking plans be the boss be in charge i will say i hope this was this episode like bristol there wasn't much in her in her segments but bristol um what was she doing when she was like we need to figure out what we're gonna do with the girls and stuff what about my sister's wedding like you knew you fucking knew you should have said hey 
I did buy those tickets like I told you. Would you be willing to switch? You knew you had to ask the question. You can't just be like, well, you don't want him to go. Like, that's not, that's actually not what he said. What he said was, why would you think that I would just not take them on my weekend and you didn't even, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that, it was dumb. And you both are saying, like, I can see how being in a conversation with her sometimes you're like, listen, bitch, what the fuck? Yeah. Why are you do not speak English? It was just dumb. And also this one week off and one week on or two weeks on, two weeks off thing is going to work for maybe those kids are young, but you got like another year, maybe two years you can do that. And you're not going to be able to do that because somebody, they got to go to school in one state. So I think he's, I don't know. I'm so confused because it seems like I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to Kentucky and then on his like the weeks he has the girls he goes to austin but then even that she was like well i can keep them he's like no i'm bringing them to kentucky with me like yeah that's what he what that's another thing like she's like oh you're gonna travel then you don't need like that's not how you talk to somebody you're trying to co-parent with you say hey i'm flexible with this hey you know i have this going on i really like it if you help me with this and if they say no they have the right to say no they really do and you just have to eat that and you have to eat that ticket and you have to I don't one of the themes of this week in everything from both shows is that no one knows how to co-parent. They they think co-parenting is like being the best friend of that person, but that's not how co-parenting is supposed to work. If that works like that, if that's great. If you guys can go all go to the movies together and go to fairs and do all that, awesome. But what you're supposed to do is work as a partnership to service the child. Like like when Corey and Cheyenne go to the street fair, Ryder is too young for for to be very important for all of you guys to show up at the street fair together. It really like Yeah, it's bullshit. I, it, it is. Yeah, it's you just wanted to hang out with Corey, and that's okay. Just say that. I they don't know how to co parent. None of them do. They all think it's like it's all tied into how they feel about each other, but co parenting means you still work together regardless of how you feel about each other. It's about servicing the child. And I don't know about, I don't know where Bristol and Dakota are going to happen, but I hope he does another Instagram live and tells me whether or not that, what's that, what's that little baby's name that we think is not, um, Sarah's, what is it? Sa- <laughs> what's oh, the kid's name? That we think is. Dump truck, what's his name? Atley or Sailor? No, the, the youngest one that's, um, Palin's that, oh, I mean, that's Sarah's trig. that. Trig, trig, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm a trig pale and yeah. truther. I don't know if I've talked about this on this podcast, but I deeply believe that Trig is actually Bristol's son and not Sarah's. Well, Dakota will tell us if it's true. Oh, I'm sure he so. will. Okay, let's go on to Macy yeah. right after a quick break. Okay, so. Basically, I kind of want to run through Team Momoji. I don't know if I said that at the beginning. Just because we have a lot of content to get through. Princess and I can talk for 19 hours. Um, But, so, the thing that I want to talk about in Macy's segment is the private school thing. Which was so weird. I think might have been edited together weird. First of all, Mackenzie was back. Lovely to see her. I personally have missed Mackenzie. I didn't realize she was filming at all. I thought she wasn't filming. So I was pretty but surprised. But that's old footage. I was pretty surprised. I 
am on record saying I think it's absolutely bullshit that Ryan is a main character on this show and doesn't get to say his piece about anything. Sure. Um, so apparently Jen, Jen says that Ryan set up an educational trust for Bentley uh, and that <laughs> it could pay for private school. Okay. This might be controversial, but I believe that there is, what's it like a 925 or 529, whatever the trust is that sure. you use for private school and college. Um, sure. I, I believe that one exists. I would not okay. be surprised if early in teen mom time, Jen and Larry essentially forced Ryan to set something up. Like, not recently, but like when Bentley was like two or three. Um, and the team mom money first started rolling in and they took Ryan to an accountant and they said he has to set up this trust. And I think Ryan was like 22 years old or whatever, wasn't a dope head yet and like could have agreed to do it. Do I think that there's enough to fund six years of private education? No, I do not. But I think there could be some sort of trust and I would imagine the majority of money going into it is from Jen and Larry, not from Ryan. Okay. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if a trust existed and that Ryan had contributed some to it, maybe between, like, 2011 and 2013. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like a while <laughs> ago. And Jen and Larry maybe put $10,000 a year in it or something. Because they get paid for being on OG. They get paid a pretty penny for being on OG, I believe. Yeah, and they already have a decent lifestyle. They yeah. already have a decent lifestyle, so. Yeah, so I wouldn't be shocked if Bentley had a trust. Maybe it has $50,000 in it, which is great. You know, don't get me wrong, but if this school is really $25,000 a year, that doesn't help much if they want them to go in sixth grade. But What's so Jen, great about the school, though? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I... Is it like Jen, a religious school? I think it's a religious school, and I'm guessing that, like, it probably does have a better baseball team. You know what I mean? It probably does have better yes. academics. Like, it's a private school. It probably is better, but also, like, first of all, it's not... It's not even really their place to have an opinion on it. Like, no. From where I'm coming from. Second of all, like, for Jen to say that it's very important for Ryan to go to, Ryan, for Bentley to go to private school is the biggest load of shit I've ever heard in my life. Um, she's probably said, hey, Ryan, you really think you should go to a good school? And Ryan said, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's mom, what mom, said. okay. Like, yeah. It's important. Yeah, he's holding Jen Chase. <laughs> and they even said, Jen and Larry even said, like, we wish we could have sent Ryan, but we couldn't afford it then. And it's like, and also, oh, God. Ryan probably couldn't think about it. Think about what Ryan was like in school. Yeah, uh, Bentley he, is he's a, a better baby. version of Ryan. I, I think that's very true that Bentley is probably a better version of Ryan in a lot of ways. I bet he's better at sports. I bet he's better behaved. And they are like, yeah, I'm sure Jen talked Ryan's ear off about it, about the private school that he could go to. And he agreed with her because he agrees with Jen about a lot of shit just to make her stop talking. Yeah. I mean, but I just find it so strange that they think it's a good idea to bring this up with Bentley before you talk to it's Macy about so it. It's so inappropriate. I can't. It's so inappropriate. First of all, like, don't talk to kids about anything. <laughs> like, well, certainly nothing you can do. Like, you have yeah. to have a choice in. Yeah, like, don't... No, don't talk to... Don't talk to kids about anything. It's really... He also... Bentley is, like, has to be aware that there is tension between his mom 
and the Edwards, and he's has to be no. He has to realize that he's like being put in the middle, and also like Bentley's still in fourth grade. He's not. He's not in fifth grade yet. Like, and they're like, well, for middle yeah. school, and it's like middle school's still a lifetime away for Bentley. Yeah, and Bentley likes baseball. So you tell me they had to go to baseball team and he get to play more. Yeah. That Did sounds go good. Yeah. Like, he sounds... I Like, when I was watching this, I was just, just like... I understand that this is, like, something happening, but it's so irrelevant. This is... They might as well have been, like, talking to my kids. Like, that's how yeah. much... That's how much, like, power they have over it. <laughs> like, it just... It's ridiculous. And the the... In the end, like you said, so you think one of those accounts was set up. That makes sense. But in the end, who's going to be responsible? Not because it's not just tuition. You have to buy uniforms. The type of field trips the kids go on in private school are very different from public school. Parental involvement is usually expected a lot more private schools. They like expect. Sure. Often expect. I went to two different private schools. I've talked about this on here for kids with learning disabilities. And. So I had a lot of friends that went to private schools. I'm also from an, a, a very affluent area that has a lot, a lot of private schools. Religious, non-religious, almost at, like, I had a lot of friends that went to private school. I'm very, very well-versed in private school. It was a big part of my life, uh-huh. private schools. And especially at ones that are big in academics and big in sports, like, Parents are expected to do a lot more than they are at public school because it's like fostering a Because they're competitive. Well, it's competitive and it's yeah. fostering a community more so than a, at a public school. And it's this idea that like at private schools, I feel like there's usually more of a mentality that like we're all working towards this community and like family and students alike need to be striving towards making the community better where public school that's just like not a thing so much because you just go to the school that you like live in the district of but at the private school Mm -hmm. like you apply to go there like you're selected to go there you have to be admitted like it's just so much more involved yeah and i bet you there's um there's minimum parent volunteer hours like Mm -hmm. like when you sign up you sign that i'm gonna do this many hours a semester and if you don't then there's a problem about you coming back next, like stuff like that. Yeah. And we don't know how far it is. Who's going to pick him up and drop him off? Yeah. Off? Does the bus it looks like there? he takes the bus now. Yeah. The bus probably doesn't like, yeah, exactly. I, I, there's a lot. It just there's sounds like it's a lot more than just writing a check. And also, even if there's some sort of, um, uh, fun set up and, there's not enough and once Bentley wants to go there, Macy has to pay for it. Macy has two other kids. Mm-hmm. Macy has other kids she has to hopefully put, maybe not even, maybe not all of them are going to go to college, but she's going to want to help them out. Like, yeah. she's, she's got two other fucking kids. Yeah, it's really, it's it's so wildly inappropriate for Jen and Larry to talk to Bentley about it. Because also, like, ben, what, what the fuck does Bentley know? I remember when private school, so I went to private school for the first time in sixth grade. And I don't remember, like, I mean, it was different for me because I was, like, really, really struggling in school. And it was, like, a big thing in our family. Like, it was a big deal. And I had to get all this testing done. And then I had to visit the schools. And, like, I still, like, I don't think it was presented to me as an option. And I don't think I, like, fully understood what it meant. Except that I was, like, going to have to, like, be separate from my friends and take a separate bus. And um, 
I can't imagine like my parents presenting it to me as like a choice that I would make. Like, hey, would you rather go to this private school or to the public school? Like, I don't think ten year olds have that like concept. Well, Macy wouldn't wouldn't give it to him as a choice. Yeah, if she just wanted him to go, she'd say, "Hey, let's come come visit the school. I want you to go to next year." That's what she said. Actually, also, I want to bring up something. Um, A couple of weeks ago, you talked about. Amber calling um, old girl a butthole and I like completely disagree with you about like that being a terrible thing it's not that she called her her butthole it's the reasoning because Macy I can totally imagine Macy on camera going Ryan I'm not Ryan Bentley are you watching TV I told you to do your math hole you little butthole and he's laughing at her and her like turning off the TV and saying get upstairs and and we'd all be like it was the way so Macy gets away with saying things because of the relationship she has. She's yeah. a good mom and she would never be like, "Do you want to go to the school?" She'd be like, "Yeah, I'm going to take you to see the school because it's where you're going to go next year." <laughs> and also, that would be the end of it. Amber said that when Leah wasn't there. I think that's like what got under Girl. my skin so much is that she was like insulting her daughter, like really insulting her because she was mad at her. When she wasn't even there. It was just so for slimy. Doing, like, for doing Macy, exactly what she's done to her. Exactly. Macy, Macy would <laughs> never, like, say, like, she would maybe say, like, if, like, her and Taylor have talked about how, like, when Bentley gets back from Jen and Larry's, he, like, acts like a brat. Like, and that's fine. Because that's, like, an observation of his behavior. I just can't ever imagine, like, Bentley, like, doing something that Macy didn't like and her saying to Taylor, like, and then the butthole, like, at least on camera. No, I can't imagine that either. I can't imagine her meaning it. I can't, like, she, yeah. I think this this episode, she said that that Bentley was her good one, didn't she? Didn't she say that he was, the, he, was he was like, wonderful, he helped out, and yeah. he was polite, and the, like, and he does seem like a great kid, and that's because of Macy. I'm not saying Jen and Larry haven't been around, but Macy's raised him, yeah. so... It just, yeah, I just didn't like that they, I don't like when grandparents do that and, like, present options to a kid that they have no say in. It's just shitty. And all it does is put Bentley in the middle, which isn't fair to him. Now, do they now have a set custody arrangement? They still don't have one. Macy's just agreed to do this with with them, but they don't have like a legal custody. No, they don't have like grandparents' rights, and I don't think. Well, so I don't know if Ryan gets a technical visitation. That I don't think. I'm pretty sure Ryan does not get like a legal visitation that's uh, supervised by Jen and Larry. I'm 99% sure that that's not the case, and that Macy just lets him go there. And oh, you know I what? really liked when Mac when Jen was talking to Mac about it and was like, "Oh well." You know, Macy's going to have to be the one that fills out the applications because she has full custody. And it's like, yeah, she is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the truth is, and I, actually, I, you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Because the way Macy des- described it was that the lawyers came to the table before that, um, before the, what was it, the restraining order hearing? Yeah. And they just agreed on, on this. So it wasn't set by a judge. It's just what they've agreed on at this point. So I didn't. I do not understand why Jenna and Larry do not realize how precarious their situation is. They haven't realized yeah. it for years. That's true. That Macy could really just be like, I'm not bringing him over there anymore. It's 
hurtful for everyone, but in the end, in the long run, it's going to be better because you guys disrespect me on camera and, and off. You, you, you try to do things that are not, that are none of your business. And all I really want is for my son to be able to see his grandparents and possibly his father if possible. And that, that's it. Just hang out his ball games, take him fishing, please stop, you know, butting yeah. in where you don't belong. But they keep doing it. And I, it's like, they do not realize she could just be like, nah, no, he's not going anymore. Yeah. Take me to court. Yeah. They're really lucky that Macy is so, that she really cares about Bentley. And Bentley. Meanwhile, we were all calling her a bitch. We were all calling her a bitch like two episodes ago. Cause <laughs> and now we're like, yeah. Well, I, so I did think she was being a bitch when she didn't say hello to Jen in her house. I have a me big too. issue with that. That was bad manners. But I yeah. think in general, I agree. It doesn't make a lot of sense that they don't respect Macy and Macy's authority more. And I think, I don't know. I think they're lucky that Macy, as she explained last weekend, like deeply trusts them, you know, for every, sure. for every issue they have at the base of their relationship is that Macy trusts them. And I think that they need to be hyper aware of that and make sure that they don't lose that trust by right. putting Bentley in the middle of fights or doing something stupid with Ryan. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Amber Bubba came to visit. I truly don't care. <laughs> truly don't care. No. Um, I want to talk about Kate. Okay. Well, and by that, I mean Tyler, because this has really been okay. Tyler's season. That's, that's Tyler's episode. Yeah. Yo, his sister must be smoking meth. <laughs> like, they burnt a vacuum cleaner. That house. that wasn't her, right? That was her kids. I mean, I don't know. So we knew the house was in disarray because remember last season when Butch was going to rehab, uh, like yeah. the power was out. There was a literal hole in the ceiling um, of the kitchen. Do you remember that? There was like a huge yep. hole in the ceiling. But she walking had this... around with the candelabra. <laughs> and she had this like. like... I'm sorry, I know it's a rude thing to say, but she had this crackhead explanation about why the, the electricity was on, wasn't was yeah, on. And yeah. Tyler wouldn't even get out the car. Tyler yeah. was just like, yeah. <laughs> like, get away from my car. That's how Tyler was acting. Yeah. It was ugh, a lot. So my issue with Tyler is that my sympathy for him is really waning and that I don't find his codependency to be uh, like inspirational like a lot of people on the internet seem to find it. I find inspirational. They people are like, "You're so strong. You stick by your wife. You stick by your family." And I'm like, "You need to go to a codependence anonymous meeting." Like he well, needs to read the Tyler. If you're listening, you should buy the book Codependent No More, and you should read it because I, my level of just like caring about his suffering in the wake of everything going on around him. Like, is just waiting because I know he, like, gets off on that because he's a codependent. Yes, yes. What is it? You have to ask yourself, when you put yourself in the situations over and over again that get the same result, what are you getting from the situation? You are being served by something that is happening here. I used to be a lot like Tyler. I would throw myself in front of a fucking train for, like, crazy, for the crazy reasons for people. And then it would build up and build up. And at some point, I'd be like... No one does all the things I do for them because I obviously be keeping count. I I'd be keeping yes. very oh, yes. thorough records of what I've done for everyone. I throw into people's faces. I at least twice, sometimes three times a year, I have some blow up where I'm like, no one does what I do for them. And then I would vow to be like, I'm never doing this again. I'm gonna be a hard bitch. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. And then I do the cycle all over again. 
It's because I wanted the recognition that came with being the savior. I wanted that. I thought that, like, I thought that's how I was proving my worth to the world. And really, it was putting me in shitty situations over and over again. Mm -hmm. I feel for Tyler. But Tyler's entire world is based on the false belief that he must give everything to everyone around him. And that is what makes him so great. Like, he is... It's false, though. His his relationship with Kate is like that. His relationship... Partly with his mom. In fact, Tyler is his mom his mom used to do that with butch probably tons of family members yeah. she probably has three drug addict family members right now that she's she has to bring over lunch to or some shit and <laughs> this is what this is what tyler knows and this is what he's it's 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 never gonna take him anywhere though it's only gonna ruin his life i yeah. cannot oh also that house when they walk through that fucking house it literally looked like squatters have been there, there it looked like, like the type the you know when yeah, you know how like when you buy like a, a foreclosed home yeah. and you have to clean it and out they first. Rent, they that's the whole thing out. Yeah, yeah, that's it's, what it looked like. That was a beautiful also, moment, like when they lived there. Yeah, it was Tyler so cute. It, it was fine for them. And I and here's the thing: so we see Kate putting on a new uh, lock and shit, and I'm like, dude, hire somebody to do this shit. Hire somebody. You guys have got to stop doing yes. every single little thing yourself, and then sell that fucking house. You don't need to hold yes. it for your so, family member. So, okay. First of all, I want to say, I think Kate was pretty good in this episode. I found her, like, to seem a lot more aware and engaged. Um, She was, like, actively being with Nova. Um, You know, like, putting her to bed. Just, she seemed like she was actively being supportive of Tyler. Uh, Especially, I found in the dinner scene when it was Kim, Tyler, and Caitlin. Mm. And Kim didn't seem very tuned in to what was going on with Tyler. And Kate, if you would notice, like, completely understood what Tyler was saying. At one point, he said something about, like, oh, it's so easy to be irresponsible. And I thought he said responsible, too. And his mom said, huh? And Kate said, no, he said irresponsible. And I was like, wow, Kate, I don't know. I just thought Kate was doing a lot better in this episode than we've seen her recently. Um, what's his What's his mom's name? Kim. Kim. So when Kim, after he says that, Kim goes. I, I guess you don't have a lot of, um, empathy. you know, empathy for yeah. people going to treatment like Kate here. <laughs> and like, <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck, Kate! You just got hit with like a with a ricochet, didn't you, baby?" <laughs> yeah. And but that's not what he's saying. He's saying that he's probably his entire life emulated his mom and done and tried to be the good one for the most part. And his sister hasn't, and he's tired and that's a valid reason. He's fucking tired. She needs to go to rehab and she needs to take it. And he said, it's been about her since she had that kid and she probably had a kid. No, he said about Tyler. He he said, it's been about her my entire life. And Kim said, Oh, Kim said, really? Cause she feels the opposite. And Kate in this, like I was impressed with Kate. I really felt like she was being there for Tyler in this moment, which I don't feel like we've seen for a while. And she was like, yeah, you felt like that forever. And I was like, good Kate. Like, like I was impressed that she was backing up Tyler that like validating his feelings that he had felt like this forever. Also, uh, the kids are the way that they found Bethany Christian Services, the adoption agency, was that Amber was pregnant and was considering giving her baby away, and she didn't. And then a little while later, okay. Caitlin and Tyler got pregnant. So I okay, think so she had a baby. Yeah, so it's before and young, and it's been drama forever. And I read this online this week. Okay, I don't know if maybe it's in a preview for next week or what the deal is, but 
this I knew from before. So when Tyler was a kid, he wrote about this in their book that they wrote, which obviously I didn't read. Uh. I don't read the team on books usually. I just read the excerpts on starcasm.com. And they put all the juicy bits in there. <laughs> and Tyler was raped by one of Amber's friends when he was like what? 10. One of her friends, I think Amber's like two or three years older than Tyler. And everybody left the house when Tyler was like 10, except for one of Amber's friends, like including Amber. Like Amber had no part in this. But then he was raped by this older girl. I don't know exactly how old she was, but that it was Amber's friend. So his, some of his childhood trauma, like beyond just like being siblings, is like is attached directly to, to Amber. And I think, I read this online, but I don't know where they got it from. I don't know if it was a scene for next week that I didn't watch yet. Um, But Amber apparently was raped by one of Kim's boyfriends at some point. What? This is horrible. Yeah, but is it surprising? Not in the least. Their family is super fucked up. And yet they value the fact that they are still super close to each other. But I think they need less closeness. Yeah. I think Kim needs to go home sometimes. I think Amber absolutely. needs to figure out where she's going to live. Yes. I... Absolutely. So, Kim, so I think one of Tyler's issues with Amber is that his early trauma is kind of wrapped up in Amber. Even though Amber, yeah. it wasn't her fault, but like, sure, sure. That, sure, sure. that's what happens. You know, that's how your brain processes it. And then, Ty, and then Amber has her issues. And then, Oh, so, yeah, I agree. They need to sell the house. They should have sold the house immediately. Butch should have never been allowed to live there. Amber should have never been allowed to live there. They don't need Fixing that house. It up. They need... They Tyler, it up. <laughs> Tyler needs to put in hard boundaries. And I think part of that would be, like, limiting the amount of access he has to stuff. Like, he needs to get rid of that house so that he doesn't have a house to give. I think he needs to sure. maybe try it, like, tie up some of his money and trusts. That he can't get access to. So he can't he's, give his He's not going to do that. I know, but I'm telling him what he should do. <laughs> he's never. And do, because he gets such I mean? a good feeling from being I the know. person that shows up and gives someone a house. Yeah, because and then he can That's, post about it online and he gets a million likes. And then, yes, and people, we, we I'm, I'm not saying you and I, but you're, I'm talking about the fans. Yeah. We validate him with that. Like, Tyler's such a good person. Yeah. Tyler's such a good this and that. And so he, he feeds off of that. And yet he is in the end hurt hurting himself yeah he is going to it's also it's hurting it's, it's kate too not to mention like there's, kate too. there's no way that like kate who is in a very very vulnerable time in her life is less than what three months off of her latest suicide attempt or like if not attempt like deep realistic suicidal planning like a very mm-hmm. bad time in her life now she has to deal with I feel like it's getting kind of lost that everybody's like, Amber ruined Tyler's house. But that's Kate's house, too. And people are like, Amber pays for everything for Tyler. Or Tyler pays for everything for for Amber. That's Kate's money, too. It's Kate's money, too. Don't tell me they haven't had a joint bank account since, like, the second season. Like, there's no way those two have separate finances. (laughs) Like, everything. And it can't be. Not that, like, obviously it's harder for Tyler. But, like, there's no way... Kate has to deal with her dysfunctional family and Tyler's dysfunctional family. And don't forget, I don't want anybody to forget that Kate's trauma is directly related to Butch. And while it's hard for trauma or hard for Tyler, obviously, because that's his bio dad, 
Kate had to live with Butch for years. I don't know if Tyler even ever lived with Butch. Like, Kate no. had to live and be abused by Butch in her home as well. We saw it on their 16 and Pregnant. We saw it in the early Teen Mom seasons. And that was just what was on camera. You know? Like, God only knows what happened for the years before the camera- cameras came around. So, her, like, she has to deal with Ty, like, she has to deal with Butch, too. And that's her abuser, too. It's and you all- see how that house was? That house yeah. is how Kate, Kate grew, up. grew up. Think about yeah. that. In a that place was like nicer. Well, than not as big, Kate but you grew up probably. No, I don't mean like the type of house. I mean the way that house is no, set up. up the that's holes what I'm saying. Shit. It was probably like yeah. in a better state than what Kate lived in, because at least it had good bones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good bones. Kate had all that shit on the wall, but also was like a disgusting apartment. Yeah, I think. And isn't it so fucked up that they are so tied together and they have been abused and traumatized by the same? person yeah it's so it it's so fucked up and i think that gets lost a lot in the sympathy for tyler and his family and it like i do get that and i absolutely feel for tyler but i think people do forget that like kate and tyler have been together since they were 13 not to mention butch was caitlin's stepdad and amber was her stepsister so like their trauma is like all wrapped up together and this can't be easy for her either which is another reason if tyler is serious about staying in a marriage with kate that he needs to take such a step back from this family yeah and also and so that said we both have the same feelings that we feel for tyler but it's but it's it's hard because we know that he gets something out of showing up and being captain save a hoe he he gets something for he does it on purpose guys he's not like he doesn't know what he's doing he and he really needs to work on himself so that he can move away from that and it's not this this is not something that kate makes him do like a a lot of times in their relationship kate is always the bad guy and tyler's the good guy and because tyler has to deal with kate but tyler would be dealing this regardless because this is who he is yeah i still enjoyed this show this episode more than i will next episode because it's a Carly episode and it already and I saw the thing and said Kate and Tyler are disappointed by some bad news. And I'm like, fuck. I don't want to do another episode about how you can't see a kid that you gave up for adoption. I don't want to do any more of that. I just don't. And we're gonna I I I, I might have whole to storyline is so exhaust I can't imagine how exhausting it is to be them. Because I'm exhausted. They're just never watching. happy. No, and they're you never know, happy. You know, I saw someone on Reddit this week say, "Like, what do you think it's like in their house when cameras aren't there?" And I'm like, Quiet. "I don't think they talk to each other." Exactly, Princess. I bet they watch TV and they sit on opposite ends of the couch and they scroll on their phones. Yeah, and think about also the stuff that we're not seeing on the show right now is the meta stuff that's about like fighting with Janelle and fighting, yeah. and like you know, and. And the online bullying that some of you people are so crazy that you will go on Kate's Instagram to tell her she's ugly. Like, she is not looking hey guys, at herself. Did you know on Kate's TV. fat? Can yeah. you believe it? Like, I don't think she knows. Do you, you, should, you should go tell her. You should go let her know that it's unhealthy to be fat because I don't think she knows. Right. And so that you get that. And also with the with the edit, everyone's building up Tyler and pushing down Kate. And then all this shit is happening. It's actually in their life. And then next week, you're not going to get to see Carly, who you guys have put on this pedestal and have lived for. And no one has told you that it's a bad idea to live for a child you've given up for adoption. That you, the 
you may never see again. I'm not saying that's true, but it's possible. You may never see her again. Imagine being Teresa and Kate gets in touch with you via Dawn that she wants to see Carly and you just saw her on TV talk about killing herself and going away to treatment again. You'd be like, I don't think so. I don't think that's a great idea. Because I'm a Tyler, I would have two thoughts. I'd be like, if I don't let her see if she's going to kill herself it's so important that i do this and and then i have to go to my therapist and she'd be like you are not in charge of the world and you have to calm the fuck down well that's (laughs) also honestly this is something that i really struggle with too is that a lot of my codependency comes from self-centeredness yes like in my extreme ego and this idea that like i am so fucking important to everybody else and like that like if i don't do this thing like everyone's gonna be so let down and everything's gonna be awful when in reality people are like i literally haven't thought about you in five years like yeah but like to me i'm like i think they're walking around like obsessing over the hurt i caused and they're like liz like i haven't thought about you since that night it's it's okay yeah or or like it's a it's a standard sort of thing like i think i'm so much better than people that they couldn't possibly go get the cupcakes because they're just not as strong as i am so i'm gonna go get the cupcakes and i'm gonna be five hours late because i drive to six stores but that's because i'm the strong one it's so it is narcissism and narcissist of course i have so when when therapists started calling me out i'll never forget being in treatment and, like, when I first went to treatment, like, and I'm sure this is true for a lot of people who start going to therapy, although I've been going to therapy my whole life, but I just was never honest, so it was never called out. But, like, when my therapist, like, told me that I was, like, very self-centered, I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> it's like, I think about other people so many things a for people. lot. <laughs> and, it, like, then she, like, called out, like, how all of the things that I thought about other people were just, like, how I, how they revolved around me. Like... <laughs> like how I like was impacting them and I was like huh and then also I'll never forget like one of the me flipping out that they were moving the houses around and I was like talking to the head counselor and I was like it doesn't really make sense to like move her here because of this this and this and he was like so you don't think you have control issues and I was like no (laughs) and he's like well why are you like trying to dictate where everybody else in rehab stays and I was like hmm I don't hmm. know. There's some, something But then all this. that, like, the control I, stuff all goes back to my narcissism because I just believe that I'm, like, the literal smartest and best thing in this entire universe while also hating myself. And everything myself. falls on your show? While also yeah. hating myself. Oh, wow. Well, so it's like, <laughs> it's like a real, it really doesn't make any sense. And I think that's a lot of what's going on in Tyler's world. And I can't imagine poor Teresa, like, is like, I don't think it's a great idea to see Kate this year. And, like, I can't, like, I can't imagine, that's also one of the other things that's, like, hampering their, their, I almost said co-parenting, which it's absolutely not, their relationship so much is that, like, Brandon and Teresa can turn on this show and see exactly how badly they're doing. Where, like, in a normal semi-open adoption, you would just see them on social media and you're like, wow, they look great. Of course we can get together. I, I, this is why, one of the Tyler is the reason why I am like anti-praise. I'm trying to be better about just accepting it, but I do not want any praise for anything because I know what I am. I'm a praise monster. And if you start telling me how great I am, I'm going to start fucking believing you, girl. And then I'm going to be like, well, yeah, because I do everything and no one does anything and people owe me. And like, I will like, and that's what Tyler looks like on screen. 
my friend kind of called me out on that recently because we're going to a bar class together, pure bar, and there they, like, know everybody's name and they, like, constantly praise you throughout class. And we had this new instructor and I was like, I just don't know if I like her that much. Like, I feel like she just isn't as, like, personal. And she was like, she, like, said you were good a lot. And I was like, not as much as Julie. Because <laughs> <laughs> Julie the whole time is like, Liz, you're doing great. You look great, Liz. Liz, yeah. you look beautiful for him, Liz. And I'm like, Ah, thanks, Julie. I'm doing so course, good at this exercise class. And of course, you're keeping track of how many compliments you get from this person rather than that person. Yeah, and exactly. I guarantee you, Tyler, Tyler pays attention to what gets likes on his Instagram, not just for SpawnCon, but because oh. he's like, well, no one's okay. liking this. Yeah. Also, wait, we yeah. quickly need to discuss Tyler's outfit before we move on. You put it on your Instagram. I saw that. <laughs> Well, our dear friend Saad, our dear friend Saad for Halloween, she's also from Michigan, decided to uh, dress up as Tyler and like recreated his outfit, which was so perfect and funny. But Tyler is like the worst version of what H&M men's streetwear looks like. (laughs) Like, poor Tyler. (laughs) He, He tried so hard and failed so hard. But this is, this is the only place he could go because remember when he first came on he'd be wearing those dc hats yeah backwards and yeah. Those, this is the evolution of him oh tough it's tough tyler just get like a nice crisp t-shirt and a nice pair of jeans i don't know i i think you know what tyler don't worry about your clothes it's the least of your fucking problems and what you need to do is get a is go to fucking therapy without kate if you have to and just go and let and just work on yourself it's gonna take some time I'm a recovering narcissist myself, so you, you should, it's going to be great. You're going to figure out, I, I guarantee you, it's, you're going to figure out that you can do things that don't have anything to do with you, and it's going to be better. I promise. I think they all, it also, a lot of it goes back to Tyler, just, just like Kate, like, they don't have anywhere to be every day. And so, like, they just get such inf- inflated senses of self, because, like, they don't have anything humbling them. And they don't have anything, like, they don't have shit to do. So they just have time to sit around and think about themselves. Yeah, pretty much. That's all they can do. And also, they are just living completely inside their, like, their own bullshit. They're on their own, they're on their social media stuff. Mm -hmm. The only thing Tyler has for him is what we tell him on Instagram. Yes. That's what... That's his whole life and how p- people feel about him. And so, I mean, I bet you Tyler's having the best fucking season of his life. Oh, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> people are like, you are an incredible husband. You are an amazing son and brother. Like, you are so selfless, Tyler. And he probably sits there and he's like, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. He thinks he's a, yeah, that's exactly what it is. All right, let's go into Team Mom, Young and Pregnant, which I'm loving it. I still am all in on TMYP. Of course. Of course. I'm really... I told you. Remember yes. Remember how much you were like, I don't think I'm going to recap it. I, yeah. I'm not going to do it. I was online with you. Seven minutes in, she goes, well, oh, wait, I think I like this. I said the baby <laughs> only has one arm. I'm sold. I'm a simple girl. <laughs> All right, let's start with Ashley, who, they, like, it's, Ashley had some heavy shit going on in her, like, in her life, like, 
She's like, well, with, you know, Troy's brother's murder case is being appealed, but that's going to take a long time. It's like, yikes. Also, I'm, this is mean, but I really think Ashley doesn't care that much about it. I'm going to be honest. No, I just don't she think doesn't care at it, all. It doesn't affect her day-to-day life. If it affected where she was living, what she was driving, that what she she looked like if it affected it it would really matter to her or her she's very close to her own family so Mm -hmm. if something happened to her family be a big motherfucking deal and everybody better better be over here caring about it okay but i think ashley so as i spoke about on this podcast she like brags all the time about how her like her parents have money and they're able to do all this stuff i think ashley sees bar's family as like trash compared to hers (laughs) and i think she's like well yeah well all his brothers are in jail because look at their trash mom and like this is what happens to them our family isn't like this and we would never have someone in our no one in my family would ever murder someone which obviously like most of us would still like i that's not like that's not a high standard don't get me wrong i know what you mean but like i think that she like i wouldn't be surprised if her and t like you know have talks and like well you know how his family is yeah yeah, meanwhile, in this episode, while T, well, Pastor T is looking at the, the, the houses in like Atlanta. she's going to buy a house. She's not going to buy that house. We saw what she was living in before. Well, don't to be do fair, that. Don't... To be fair, that was like Bay Area. I don't care. To Atlanta. I don't care. Still, no. But still. No. We don't, you don't go that far up. I know the pricing is different, but that, not that, not that far. Yeah. Unless that shit was in a swamp somewhere. Well, I don't care. <laughs> It, yeah, it could have been because they because it says Atlanta, but it doesn't mean yeah. if, Atlanta. If that's forty five minutes outside, around. if that's forty five minutes outside of Atlanta, like that could be a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar house, which is probably how much the house that they live in is probably less than the house in no. California. As much as Atlanta has grown, I want to say an hour and a half outside of Atlanta. Okay, if it's that far. Okay, because forty five minutes you can it, still commute. It could be. It's not a big deal. It, it could be that far outside of Atlanta. And it sure. could be like a three hundred to five hundred thousand dollar house, which isn't like crazy considering how fucking expensive it is to live in California. But at the same time, like the bear, it just like when she's like, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna get it." It's like you're either gonna buy this house or you're not. Like you don't think you're gonna buy a house. Like you're either relocating from California to Georgia and you're like signing an offer or you're not like there's no this isn't an apartment like down the street there you're like yeah i think i'll get it yeah and also like immediately ashley starts thinking about she could move too and they start thinking of all the things they could give holly yeah if they move like her own room with like the stuff they were talking about was really basic stuff and i'm not saying that to be mean to them i'm saying like it's a it's so so obvious about what their lives are like like because they're like yeah and she'll have all these toys and blah, 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 blah. and I'm like if the f- fact that you think that that was like like a huge thing to give your kid when most people say that about their kid wherever they live but you have to move to Atlanta to get that that's it, it just it, it made me feel sorry for them and it also made me want to, to move to Atlanta because I agree with you they are a couple they are in a fucking relationship yeah. they would be together regardless of the the show and I don't yes. know if that's true of all the couples on the show and They've... I do like the idea of them getting away from stuff and being like starting over new in a cheaper area and that yeah. right? I, I agree but I also think that they are still too young and dumb to realize like that wherever you go you're there 
and that you cannot oh. run away from yourself. No, we're going to be fighting in Atlanta. Oh, I know you know that, but <laughs> I think that Ashley really deeply loves Barr and truly believes that all of Barr's problems are either from his mom or from his location. And she's like, well, we just need to get mm-hmm. him out of the Bay Area because, like, he's gang-affiliated up here and, like, because of his brothers and because of his friends and, like, we're not going back to Vegas because that's where his mom is and she's crazy. And if we just come to Atlanta, then Barr can be his best self here and he doesn't have all the negative influences and that he's only the way he is because of the negative influences. But, like, I know deep down he's, like, a great person and that is such a mistake of an early 20s girl. Yeah. And also, like... One of the biggest mistake in there is that she does not see how she contributes to their situation. Yes, like not and that her I'm, mom and like yeah, and her mom. Yeah, like she I'm not Shin side at all, guys. Shin is fucking crazy, and I'm I have no problem saying that she is crazy. Yes. but Ashley's crazy too, and I can't believe you went to follow a restraining order on her for some online bullying be- while she was going to court for her son going to murder. I. I just feel like if she had threatened you like physically or whatever, yeah. I would have more sympathy for that. But this is more like she's talking shit about you online. What are you guys, 12? Yeah. Like just Yeah. And it's... then the stuff with the birthday party, like I don't understand why you had to try to forcibly I don't understand why she was there, don't get me wrong, but I also don't understand why you had to forcibly try to remove her from this party when you couldn't just be like I'm listen, Bar's gonna be here soon. And I just feel like Bar, your mom is not welcome here, so maybe you wanna go outside with her. I would not try to remove her. Like she's Ashley is just as not just as much, excuse me, but but she's on her way to being a shin. She could be a shin in twenty years. Yeah, I think Ashley will be more of like a pastor T who loves drama and lives her drama but pretends like she doesn't. Like, I think Shen Pastor is... Pastor T is an undercover Shen. Yeah, I think Shen's a little more, like, upfront about how fucking crazy she is. And that doesn't make mm-hmm. it better, but I think that T really likes drama and really likes to have her nose in other people's business, but, like, pretends like she doesn't. I think that Ashley really follows after that. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, that's what it is. And... But I do... I know this is wrong. If it's physically abuse each other they they there are so many reasons they shouldn't be together so i kind of want i, I kind of want them to stay together and that little baby looks just like fucking pastor t every time i look at her i see pastor t and, and pastor t probably loves that she's probably like yeah that's my baby yeah <laughs> i really also really like the name holly i don't know so i was at my kids award ceremony and i'm realizing people name kids things what they hope for them and then lots of times the kids do not become those things and like I mean this isn't a real name but like I like this girl was called up and her name was like Tinkerbell and she was like this hulking athletic like awkward like girl and I was like oh their parents thought they were getting like this little delicate thing and here comes this girl that could like bench press us all and but now she has to be walking around called Tinkerbell for the rest of her fucking life and yeah I know what that feels like being named parents I'm just saying, like, I, I feel like, I feel like Holly is such a, I, I wonder what they were thinking when they, when they were like, let's call her Holly. Holly. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder where Ashley got that name from. She, she probably got it from, like, Hollywood or some shit. Her middle Maybe name is probably she really Wood. loves Holly Madison from Girls Next Door. <laughs> okay, maybe. All right. <laughs> 
Okay, so yeah, I mean, they're not moving to Atlanta. Like, none of them are moving no. to Atlanta, but I do, I like to see them dream. Especially because Pastor T is going there to be closer to her spiritual community. I think she said her That's spiritual not. things. <laughs> she, she was, like, so unclear on, like, why she should say her mom's moving there. She's like, uh, you know, she can be closer to her, like, spiritual people and things. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Yeah, it's not happening. All right. No. <laughs> okay. Lexi. Ugh, Kyler was unlikable in this episode. Not that he's Oof. ever likable, but this was tough. Yeah. Kyler's face is hard. <laughs> it's hard to look at to me. It's his face is really hard to look at. He his attitude is so fucking obnoxious. I don't know how Lexi deals with it. He has decided that Lexi is the most spoiled person on earth. And I'm not saying she's not. I'm not. Because we call them the Gilmore girls. Okay. Yeah. We get it. But she's not that spoiled. No. She. And Kyler. She, she been takes neglected care of that baby. She raises that baby. So she's spoiled. Sure. Like, she graduated from high school early. She seems to all have always had responsibilities. Like she seems pretty fucking well adjusted. All things considered. She, uh, she needs to tell us why she wants to be a funeral director because the, she needs to tell us. She needs yeah. to be like, yeah, my aunt used to date one and I heard it was like, she needs to, she can't just, I, I like makeup and I'm, I've been obsessed though. with death. I think she'd be good at it too, but she needs to explain because the way she keeps dropping it is with no explanation. Also, it would be like if I just kept tweeting, I, you know, I'm going to become a firefighter tomorrow. You'd be like, why? What are you talking about? How? What, what's going on? <laughs> She needs like, to, first of all, she's like, should I get an internship? Like, but I'm like, why don't you go like, apply to mortuary school, mortuary school? Like, what, like, like, it was very frustrating watching her have that conversation where she was trying to ask for an internship, but like, didn't know how to ask for an internship. But then I also reminded myself that she's 17 and like. <laughs> oh, yeah. We forget. Because <laughs> I'm like, Ask! ask for it straight up and then I was like I was a fucking idiot at 17 like I did not know how to ask I would have done the same exact thing so do it would have like, been better to email do you like do apprenticeships here and he would be like yeah we do we just hired someone and she's like oh instead of being like can I intern here yeah do you need another one yeah she should can you fu- take my resume in case that person doesn't work out like <laughs> It's funny, just today I, so I'm like kind of looking into grad school and I was looking at the requirements for this one school and you need to have an academic reference. And I've been out of college for a long time and I sent an email to like the person on the website that was like, have any questions? And I was like, do you have suggestions for older students and how they get an academic reference? (laughs) Like I just asked straight up, how the fuck do you get an academic reference when you haven't been in college in six years? And don't, like, didn't maintain relationships with professors. Right. Um, Because, like, I was like, this has to be an issue for older students that aren't going right to grad school. Like, this cannot just be a me issue where 10 years ago I would have been like, I don't know. But now I just, like, straight up email, like, hi, can you let me know, like, if you have suggestions on how to handle this? (laughs) Well, also, you have more experience than you. Like, for me, working in the in like the world has taught me that most people like when you call somewhere and ask them they don't know what the fuck they're talking about they're just saying they're like uh no <laughs> like that's yeah. what most people are doing so and like t- 
today um, I had to go to my kid's psychiatrist's office because for three days I've been trying to get them to call in their, their Adderall like refills and no one has done it. Oh, and then today no one's answering nightmare. the phone. So I just drove the fuck over there because yeah. you can't get a refill on Adderall. Nope. You got to get it, which is oh, bullshit. Oh, <laughs> girl, don't I Like, know. guys, I am pissed. So I have to call every month. It's stupid. Yeah. And then they do that for three months and then you have your appointment. You know this. You yeah. you, you have ADHD. So I, I had to go in there and I just walked in and I was like, is Dr. So-and-so here? And she's like, he's with a patient. I was like, well, I'm so-and-so's mom and I'm going to be sitting here until he calls in my order. And then I'm going to call and make sure. And I said, if you want me to leave, you're going to have to get this together. And I just sat down yeah. and he came out and he was, he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I said, it's fine. Like, I'm not... Like, I'm not someone who thinks I'm the only person in the world. Yeah. I am. But I've learned that I'm not. <laughs> so, you're not there to fight. But you have, like, you're not there to fight with yeah. him. You just need what you need done. Yeah, I told him. I was like, I just feel like you've been, like, kind of unprofessional the last few days. And I really would like you to stop because I, I bring everything I need here and I do everything you ask me to do. So I would like you to, to do the same thing for me. And that's it. We can be done with this. And he was like, I'm so sorry, Miss Curtis, and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, it's fine. It's fine. Just get my shit together. And so he did. And I sat there and called Walgreens and made it was there. And then I left. But like 10 years ago, even 15 years ago, I've been like, oh, I'm bothering these people. Oh, I don't have a right to keep calling here. I called there once. Oh, that's enough. Like, yeah, exactly. 10 years ago, I would have been like, well, I guess I'm not going to grad school. Yeah, I don't know how to get an academic reference, but today I'm like, and I think I even said, like, do you have any suggestions on how older students usually handle this? (laughs) I was like, hey, I know I can't be the only one that this is an issue for. And I can't be. You know what I mean? There's no way that, like, any 30, like, what 30-year-old that went to, like, a state school is still in contact with a professor? But you know what? This is, this this is a part of growing up is that you realize that not everything that happens to you is only happened to you. And that's how yeah. I get through a lot of things. I'm like, this happens to people all the time. There must be a way to get through this because it, other people have gotten through it. So how did yeah. they do it? That's, ugh. but yeah, she needs to, we need to hear more about why she wants to be one. Like how she's did she watch one? Like what steps she's she watched like my girl. And she was Maybe like, she that really seems cool. Six feet under. Cause she's oh. an internet girl. I bet mm. she loves six feet under. Mm. She used to watch it with her mom. Yeah. And, and they used to watch it together and shit. And they cried at the last episode together. And sometimes they watch it when they want to have a good did. cry. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I know, but they rewatch it a lot of times and she's holding Toby or whatever that kid's I mean, name I, is. Yeah. I mean, look, sometimes I get on YouTube and I type in six feet under series finale and I watch oh. the last minute of it. I watch Marley and me when I want to cry. Oh God. I don't think I've watched it like since it came out. And I watch and I fast forward through most of it. I just wait till the dog's going to die. So surprise Kyler's not graduating. Cause he just like never went to his one class. And Lexi's like, oh, so are you going to take it in summer school? And he goes, why would I do summer school? He sounds stupid. <laughs> and she's like, so you can finish high school? And he's like, no, I'm not doing that. And that's what drives me, I, what drives me so fucking nuts about Kyler is that he talks to Lexi like she's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? What we're not seeing is that there's a producer standing there prompting her to ask him these things and he's answering her as if the producer's not saying so could you ask him blah 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 talk about this and I think also he's 
she has very little patience with the fact that on a reality TV show because she already knows what class it was, but you know, because they're together. So I think he's exhausted with that and he's not playing along. And so it's making her look like yes. a fucking idiot. And <laughs> that's a good point. He, I don't, if, I think that's a really good point. And I wouldn't be surprised if most of what we see from Kyler is him like fucking hating being on reality TV, like the process of being on reality yes. TV, like not so much hating getting paid for the show and the attention, but just like having to repeat the same stuff. And I bet he gets very annoyed with them having to like reset up shots and like having to get in and yes. out of his car twice. Like I can see him very having very little tolerance for that. And it comes out like him mm-hmm. just being a condescending asshole when maybe like in regular time, he's not so much like that. Oh, I'm not saying he's great. Don't get, don't you guys don't get I me agree. wrong. What I I'm agree. saying is the yeah and then and she gets annoyed too because sometimes you can see she's talking to him she's like fuck you she gets annoyed too because she understands she's a little more mature than he is she understands that this is part of the process that the producer's gonna be like okay guys come outside look at the car now like she understands that and he she's so she's annoyed with him and she's like you're making this take longer because you're doing this and now the baby's crying blah 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 that's a really good point princess I hadn't thought about it like that but I think yeah that he I bet just, I mean, I think it's probably like a little bit of who he is, but yeah, I bet sure. by the second time they're having the conversation, he just has like no tolerance for it. And she's like, this is how we shoot a reality TV show. Dum dum. Like, stop. Yeah. But think about it. If he knew he was failing, like he didn't just find out then he probably knew like two yeah. weeks ago before the camera crew came back and they've, they've had extensive conversations yeah. about what are you going to do? And this means this and blah, blah, blah. And he's tired of having the conversation. We should also think about that when we're talking to Ryan, when Ryan looks like that, because Ryan has had these conversations many, many times. Yeah. This is not the first that's time he's really, heard those things. That's true. That's really true. I think what drives me nuts about the most about Kyler and Lexi's segment is the way they talk about this move that they're like, <laughs> that they it's keep, move. that like Lexi keeps saying they're not going to do, but in this episode, she's like, I guess we have to put off moving. And he's like, yeah, I guess we do. And then her mom's like, so, are you guys putting off moving? And Lexi's yeah. like, yeah. And she's like, great. I'm so glad I'm not ready to have you go away yet. And I'm like, nobody's moving to Arizona. They're moving in the same town to an apartment. Like, come on. They they never were going to. They just weren't. This no. is just like... They are never going to. No. They were not. And... It's just, like, when Lexi's mom, like, plays into it like that, I'm like, really, Amber? Like, are really? Liz, I don't even, I don't even know if they're going to make it to an apartment. I don't even know if they're going to make it to an apartment. I think they will. Because, or, but, but I don't think they're going to stay there that long. I, they can't, I, I think they're going to end up right back because it's going to be a whole different story. Yeah, but I think And are they together it, right now? I, yeah, they are. Because she, like, will post these long things on Instagram about how people should stop body shaming Kyler. He does look like a forty-five-year-old man. I'm not going to go to his Instagram and tell him that. She'll write like four hundred words about how like it's so rude to cyberbully and body shame Kyler, and he's she loves him and he's perfect for her. And if she doesn't care, why does anybody else care? And it's so sad because, you know, Kyler would, like, probably never even post, like, a happy birthday Lexi post. (laughs) Like, he would, like... Exactly. He would never post, 
like you know she begs him she kyler can you please just post a picture of me on your instagram please please i bet he doesn't even give her any likes i bet he's like he scrolls right past her shit and she'll be like did you see my cute selfie with the baby he's like yep and he keeps going yeah yeah he doesn't like comment on the long body shaming posts probably like you know on his birthday she probably writes like five pages of a love letter for him and he goes thanks yeah like but i think that's just his personality too i don't think he's gonna get older and he's gonna be different I think that's who he is I so agree. if you want to be with a kyler you're gonna have to not get an instagram post on your birthday yeah, he which... might buy you something he might take you somewhere as he gets older and more mature you know what i'm saying he I actually realized oh i should do something nice but he's yeah. not gonna do an instagram post baby he's not gonna I mean, do that look at kyler's mom like i don't think kyler got a lot of love growing up i don't absolutely not as opposed to Lexi who has been like the apple of her mother's eye from the moment she's born and I bet every day Amber woke up Lexi and said hello to my favorite beautiful daughter I love you so much I'm so glad you're awake I miss you I'm sleeping and like and Kyler's mom probably was out on like a four day party bender with some new guy she picked up at the 7-Eleven and then she like stumbles home (laughs) and she's like Kyler, did you get all your siblings up into school this morning? And Kyler's like twelve. Why is my like, house with, dirty? Yeah, with like four you left little it dirty, siblings, bitch. and he's like, he's like cleaning baby <laughs> bottles, and she's like, <laughs> like, yeah. And and so you made a really good point when you said that Kyler looks at the stuff that she that is like the normal stuff is being spoiled because yeah, he's never had that. And so when when you kind of have to like idolize that you have you kind of have to make it make this mythology around the fact that you were uh mostly neglected and you have to myth you have to add this mythology around that says i was so strong i was so independent yeah. i didn't have things handed to me so i'm that's she's that's why i am a better person spoiled. yeah yes she's so weak da, da, da. but in reality you could have used a little like softness you could have used someone to make you a fucking lunch sometimes yeah. and she could maybe use a little less you know I don't know. I don't think she needed a... I honestly, like... I think Lexi's... (sighs) I think she could be a little more independent. But I also think that we are missing a big point in the fourth wall not being broken. And her parents aren't that concerned about her getting a job because she's getting FabFit fun box money. You know what I mean? Like, I think... I think they're seeing... Yeah, I'm basing all my opinion on the fact that her mother drove her to that fucking store and let her try on those, that's those size. That's what I'm basing it on. I don't because disagree. I been like, I'm not wasting my gas, little girl. Get out of my There's, face. <laughs> she probably like could have used maybe a little harder, but I think overall, Lexi yeah, she's is fine. pretty. She like really she cares for a baby a hundred percent. Like that, her parents yeah. don't seem to help her like physically with the baby almost at all. Um, and I, I really do think that we're just missing a large chunk of this story, not talking about them getting paid for the show and just like the Instagram ad. They, because her mom, like, they should have broken the fourth wall. They should have started from the beginning. I completely agree. And I think her mom being like, yeah, sure. I'll co-sign for you. And like, not even really being concerned about Lexi missing a payment. She's like, well, if you miss a payment, it's my car. But like, didn't seem stressed about it at all because obviously she can afford you know the car payment and can afford the car so she's probably not super stressed but at the same time it's like she 
the daughter doesn't have a job and she has a baby and her mom's like yeah you'll you'll make the payment so i think i think her parents well wait are a at lot this point harsh on her are they getting fat fit fun boxes I, yeah, i'm not following the monster they are they're already doing that they are they are and i think oh. i know brianna's been doing it and because i'm such a good person I even comment on some of them. I like the pictures and comment on it for brand engagement. Because you want to help them. Yeah, because I want to help them. Because their baby um, only has one arm. Because their baby is only has why? one arm, but all of them. But Lexi is, they're definitely, look, the fir- the very first one is a Wasted by Kiki, a waist trainer. Um, they're doing, <laughs> I'm sure they're all, almost all of them are doing like the clickbait stuff, you know, in their Insta stories, like they all do. Um, they're doing ads. Brianna got a FabFitFun box, so I'm sure Lexi did too. Oh, yep, FabFitFun box. And this was filmed, like, when season one came on, and I bet, like, you know, they weren't getting, like, a huge amount of money, but the $25,000, her mom's like, okay, well, that's enough to pay for this car. And Yeah, this that annoys me a lot. And I know that this is just the world we're going to have to live in, but I really miss the old days when I was like, Janela's broke <laughs> well because they didn't they, I know we in the early back. teen mom days they didn't have instagram ads there's no exactly. monetization of they didn't instagram have so if they weren't yeah. getting money from the show they weren't getting money but now in teen mom young and pregnant land they get on this show they have a hundred thousand followers within a month of the show airing and they're pumping out insta promo yeah Ugh. yeah so Let i think down. that like that her parents i don't know i think lexi seems like fine honestly like, yeah Lexi's i think she's fine uh, she reminds me of chelsea in that she doesn't need much she doesn't i'm talking about in terms of um maturity she doesn't yeah. need much more she could grow stand to grow up a little bit but she's doing fine with her baby Although so I yeah i mean she's okay in my book mother wise i would say she's pretty on par with chelsea but emotionally i yeah. think she's much more than more mature than chelsea was at that age oh, oh yeah because remember we were in adam land at that point yeah, remember Chelsea couldn't get her GED, her, like, she couldn't do no. anything by herself, and I think Lexi is just, like, an inherently more driven person than Chelsea ever I, has been. I also remember her, her talking to her mom and going, like, um, what did he say? And her mom's like, what did he say? And she goes, he wants me to stop being so stupid! And I can't <laughs> imagine. Kyler does talk, talk to um, Lexi a little wild, I but I can't imagine him. Is it like that? Yeah, I can't imagine him being like, I want you to stop being so stupid, bitch. And and her her being like, "Mm." I think she'd be like, no, you have to go right now. But then maybe would like call him later and be like, can you come back? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Lexi has low self-esteem, but I think Lexi's is typical 17-year-old girl low self-esteem that anybody could have. And I think- In other areas, she seems, like, driven and hardworking and seems to have self-esteem, so I'm not so worried about it, where Chelsea had, like, no self-esteem and I think still doesn't, like, at all, except she happens to have, a like, a husband that's awesome, so it's fine that, like, she has crippling insecurity and apparently, like, such bad anxiety, she, like, rarely leaves her house, according to her, and, like, I think she's very lucky that the next guy that she like settled down with happened to be like fucking awesome and you guys know i think cole is boring but like i think he's a very good guy he's a very good dad and chelsea me too now just, just don't want to watch him all of her self-esteem comes from cole 
and he like fucking loves her and is so obsessed with her and lifts her up and that's where she gains all her self-esteem and drive from and I don't think that's like very healthy in the long run because it could definitely run out and I don't think that Lexi needs that type of do you know what I mean like I think Lexi will find a value in herself as a person yeah. away from Kyler in a way that Chelsea has never done yeah 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 I can, I agree with you but I agree. They're, they're similar in that they both took to motherhood, like, right away. hmm Okay, let's go to sad Kayla. Kayla. I think that when we could look in on Kayla 10 to 15 years from now, mm-hmm. we're going to have a whole different Kayla. The stuff mm-hmm. she is doing, I'm not... Well, let me start off. I'm certainly not blaming Kayla for Stefan's actions. Those are his. He's a piece of shit. He always has been. But the situation Kayla puts herself in yes. now and has been. Are and has been. Like, how did Stefan steal your debit card? Because you yes. guys are in a situation ship and you kind of fuck sometimes and then you take him to Taco Bell. Is that how? Yeah. Because yeah. Th- dragging him happened. to court. Like, I don't think she had to be at court for those child support hearings. No, that she was a... curious about what's going to happen, but they would have sent her a letter. Yeah, that was on Stefan. Like, she's getting state assistance. Like, this is for Stefan. Like, she didn't even have to go. She could have dropped him off. I deeply, deeply relate with Kayla because when I was with my very toxic ex-boyfriend in my 20s, um, that's, like, how our relationship was. And he would steal from me and he would, like, tear me down and just be awful. And I would cry and cry and cry. And then I would take him back. Make himself the victim? Yeah, and then I'd be like, how did this happen? Like, when he steals from me again and, like, driving him to court and, like, being so involved in all this shit and just, like, so codependent. And I definitely, Mm -hmm. definitely, definitely, like, relate to how, to what you mean by, like, Kayla is putting herself in this position. Because, like, her, according to her, she hasn't been with Stefan for over a year. You know, like they haven't but been she's together, but like they're together. Incredibly involved in him. Yeah. They're together. She's incredibly involved. And he was right when he said that the reason they can't, a lot of their fights about co parenting are not about co parenting, yeah. about whether he's going to be with her or not. Yeah. And because she still wants to be with him. And I get that because because if you've never had a family dynamic at all, because remember her dad's not been around. I think I'm not talking in- about dysfunctional one. I think her dad's involved, but just, like, not... He lives far just, away. But I, I don't think that, he's, like, completely deadbeat. I think he just, like... Yeah, but she wants, like, an in-house family unit. An in-house family. And she does not re- realize that you do not make a family out of dust and bullshit. It's not how it works. And she thinks she can. She she prioritizes Stefan being in the room now next to Isaiah over them all being safe, which is crazy. And if I said it to her like that, she'd be like, no, no, but he's there and he's willing to hit you. He's willing to get buck with your mom. I thought he was going to hit her mom last season. Like he steals from you. He makes you feel bad about yourself because he's constantly throwing other girls in your face. And he, and then he yells at you and says, don't make it seem like I'm not doing anything for my son when I'm trying. You don't have a job. You don't have a place to take your son. All you're doing is playing with him. Anybody, the girl Annabelle does more with that kid than you do. Annabelle's she babysits him sometimes. Annabelle is like his his second mom. <laughs> like... And don't you love how Annabelle will show up to shoot? Kayla is fully dressed. Hair 
straightened makeup on. I mean, she doesn't have a whole lot, but she has makeup on. Mm-hmm. She is like, she's got her booty shorts on. She's ready. Annabelle shows up, hair's wet on top of her head and a sweat and a sweatshirt. And it's like, let's go, bitch. Like she doesn't give a fuck. I love how Annabelle shows up to shooting when it's so, I mean, obviously Kayla is doing that because she's on a show and she has, you know, that's what it is. But Annabelle's just like, I feel like Annabelle's her real fucking friend. Like, a real friend yeah. to her. I think Kayla she, does she, fortunately have friends. Yes. Yeah. But I, the Stefan stuff, I don't think she has realized her, not that I'm blaming her, that her mm-hmm. part in it, what she did yes. to get ourselves here. Agreed. I completely and, agree. Because it's yeah. when you're in it, it's like, it's so impossible to see. Sure. Yeah. It's so hard to see. I've and been even like, when her mom says like, I just don't understand like what happened to your self-esteem and she gets a disgusted look on her face and she's like, I have self-esteem. It's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. Because if you did, you, Stefan, the way he treats you would be so, you could not take it if you had self, real self-esteem. Yeah. You, it would be disgusting. Like her saying that is to you. The Him coming over would be disgusting to you. Yes. I, Kayla, so remember that aunt that gave Stefan the talk yes. talking to um, yes, I do not understand why Kayla has not contacted that aunt and said, hey, I can't be around Stefan anymore, but I really want to give him a shot at being a father to his kid. Can Would you mind it? if, yeah. could you, could I take him to your, your house and maybe Stefan could come over and be with him for a while and then I'll call you and we'll pick range of time and pick it up? Because she's not, and I bet she'd do it. She's not ready. At, of course she would do it. I, I mean, I think that that was how Stefan was raised. You know what I like Stefan yeah. seems to come from a parentless situation and like it's like he was raised by grand like I think his aunt would do it. I don't think that's unusual for Stefan's family, just based on like our I mean we have a very limited understanding of his background, but from what I gather he doesn't seem to have any like parental figures. It sounds like he was parented by several people in his family because yes. his parents were couldn't be around or chose not to be around. It sounds yeah. like a village raised him. Yeah, so I, and, of course his aunt would then, you know, try to help, I'm sure, in any way she could for him to be yeah, a Yeah, once every other his, week. Yeah. She would do it. A Saturday, yeah, means, exactly. Yeah, but then that means you can't, Kayla and Stefan can't see each other, and yes. they want to see each other really badly right now. Exactly. Kayla has, and the thing that worries me is, so they break up, now Kayla has a new boyfriend, He's very handsome. He's very yes. handsome. Uh-huh. He's tall. He's handsome. But they did family costumes over Halloween. And it's like, is this the route either? You know, like, uh-huh. no, like, no. he's handsome. Hopefully he's nice. I mean, hopefully she lucked into a Chelsea situation, you know, where this guy, like, she's not actually gaining any self-esteem, but, like, the guy that she's with happens to be great, so it's okay. Well, well, hopefully that okay, that guy folks. likes her kid and treats her kid well and isn't just doing family costumes this year and then next year we yeah. don't know where the fuck he is. Yeah, it just I, it seems too soon. It seems way too soon. Of course it's too soon. And she's already calling Stefan the sperm donor. Like she's calling him all over. Like I was looking back on Twitter today cuz I wanted to on her Twitter and she was like he's the sperm donor. And it's like I mean, as of six months ago, he was, like, pretty involved. And I'm not denying that Steven is, like, a bad dad. And I bet he really hasn't seen the baby much since their breakup. 
since the final breakup. Because she like, facilitated all. She picked him up. She, yeah. And yeah, he yeah. didn't miss a he didn't miss an appointment because you went to his house and got him and took him to the appointment and then bought him some fucking burgers and took him back where he like the, yeah but do you know what i mean by like seeming very soon for stefan to already be the sperm donor and she's like in a happy yeah. new family with another guy it's like yeah. it's been six months yeah and it seems like her and a lot of other people think it's worse for someone to not have a father at all than to have a series of different from fathers yeah and i think it's worth i think i think kids are worth telling the truth to and when they say things like i notice you know how come i don't have a daddy well you do have a daddy because everyone has one but he's just really not around right now and so i'm gonna i'm you know you have uncle so-and-so and and you have grandma and this and this and this and some people don't have grandmas and some people like that's how you do that you don't say hold up let me go get you one i'll be right back (laughs) because those things don't last and you end up traumatizing them even more like Mm -hmm. and you know we're gonna talk about that with brianna but (laughs) yeah you do and it i don't know i think in a way though this situation happening was probably for the best like him finally crossing i mean she said it was the first time that he hit her i found that kind of hard to believe especially if he i find it very hard to believe that the first time he physically attacked her was in front of other people um but i think it's good in a way that he finally hit her in front of other people and she kind of had to face facts, you know? Well, I bet he's pushed her a lot. I bet he pushed her a bunch of times. I bet he's like held her down. Maybe like held her down. Yeah. But has he ever dragged her out of a car in front of a bunch of people and started hitting her? Probably. And so she was like, Whoa, that's a lot different. I mean, yeah. Yeah. She doesn't realize that abusers amp up. They start slow to see what you'll take, and then they'll, they keep you know, yeah. amping it up over and over. She I mean, doesn't realize that. I really am so glad Annabelle called the police. Annabelle, as I said, is a true friend. I really liked what Annabelle said about how she was like, hey, I'm really glad like you weren't, you weren't mad at me for doing that. But like I, I just had – like I needed him to stop. And I was like – Annabelle seems really mature, like acknowledging that like you might be mad at me for calling the police but like i have I'm still to do doing this it. anyway like that's a mature yeah. like approach for a 19 year old you know what i mean yeah. like it, it's hard for a 19 year old to understand like hey my friend might get mad at me for involving the police here but like i don't really care at this point like i have to do what's right i thought that was that was a mature mm-hmm. scene i i feel like they have a true real friendship the way that they were discussing it um and th- keep in mind that if you're somebody who does not call the police ever it's really hard to call the police yeah. like if that's the culture you come from that you don't call the police because they can bring more trouble and also like yeah i don't know you smoke weed or something and you're yeah. afraid of getting caught oh, with I'm that sure or they were drunk underage drink you know what i mean yeah they i'm sure they're underage drunk like they're yeah but so hot. not to mention like they have eyes annabelle's black stefan's black like calling the cops on yeah them. The young black teen probably isn't the easiest thing to do in 2018 sure. America. And I bet when you were 19, <laughs> considering the lifestyle you were leading, I bet you were like, don't call the cops. I, I, no. I bet that wasn't the first thing you were thinking. No. So the fact that she called was such a big deal. And then that dent in her door. Oh, my God. Also, the police agreeing to press charges because of destruction to property but it was he said, she said on domestic violence. How can it be he said, she said if her friends were there? That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. And I also think it hurt her not to give that statement that night, even though it's not yeah. supposed to. I And 
they're supposed to it's supposed they to not hurt you and stuff but in a way when they showed up yeah. and and the friend called the friend said he was beating her they should have taken stuff in away even if they didn't necessarily like end up arresting him or locking him up they should have driven him to the station so kayla could have given a statement with Stefan not there and this is as somebody that worked as a victim's advocate like this scene was so fucking frustrating to watch because it just shows like how ignorant police are and how unwilling police are to get involved when like you see the car has been destroyed her friend there are witnesses and her friend called 911 like you so you have to interact or and like to expect a domestic violence victim to give a statement in front of the abuser is like so... you didn't even let him go in the house you didn't even say you go in the house with this officer and i'm gonna be out here with this and then give your statements like yeah. why why would you give them in front of each other but you know what this they is also lack him, of training they probably had this him is lack of training on the curb i guarantee you they had him sitting on the curb and what she was like, like three feet away. Yeah, and they or were like, "So what happened?" In the car, even if they had him just in the car, and they were like, "So what happened?" But like, they're not guaranteed. Like, he needed to be driven away from the situation. Mm-hmm. Like, regard, like, it just, and you know, Stefan was screaming and going crazy. Yeah, this bitch trying to keep me from my kids. All I want to yeah. do is be with my son. My but son is so not... important to me that I had to steal a debit card. It's. Nah, nah, nah. it's... <laughs> It is by definition not he said she said because there were witnesses. I know, but were there were, were his friends there too? And they were like, "Well, he didn't really do anything." That's you know, she came over here all crazy. Uh, she came out. She was yelling, which she might have been yelling because he stole her yeah. debit card. She was yelling. Something. She, she looks high. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just it's, it's so, really it's just frustrating up. as somebody that like has seen firsthand police talk to like domestic violence victims and rape victims and like seeing the things that they ask and it's just like fucking I I had this one case where a victim was had had an affair with this guy and then which she like admitted like was not good and his wife like ended up like literally luring her to their home and then her and two <gasps> other people beat the shit out of her like oh my god her contacts fell out of her 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 contacts fell out of her eyes like her entire face was swole like crazy and she said herself like if this woman had like seen me in the parking lot and like hit me in the face like okay i probably wouldn't have called the police like i think i would have like taken it like i understand i slept with her husband but like they like the wife had gotten the husband's phone and like lured her to the home. Like it was, cra- oh it was that's, crazy. That's like a snapped episode. It, oh my god! It was so insane. And the cop said, "Well, I mean, you slept with her husband. Like, what did you think would happen?" Yeah, you still like, not allowed to know. do that. I know people want to, to, but that's not how. It goes. Not to be lured by three people to a home and the minute I walk in, have them all like step on my head. Like, probably wasn't expecting that. <laughs> and you just like see the stuff and it's like even if that's how the cop feels like you don't need to say that no i'm telling you it's a lack of fucking training and they think that when domestic violence um they hate domestic violence people go back they hate it they it's annoying to them i have okay so i used to i had from the time I was 14 to the time I was 22, I was with the same guy. It was on and off. It was the worst relationship I've ever had in my life. He got two of my friends pregnant. He cheated on me all the time, back and forth, back and forth. He left high school when I left high school. And he just went 
where I went. And I went to college in Louisiana and he came to college with me. We lived together. I it was an abusive relationship, but it's but it's hard because I was not like lying on a couch just like, oh, don't hit me. Like we were fighting each other. Yeah. But it was because yeah. We were fighting, so it's hard. It's yeah, people don't people it. don't want to hear that shit. So then oh. I remember one time we were fighting in the apartment, and we just looked up and the cops were in there. That's how loud we were fighting, Liz. We did not know as cops came into our apartment, so we're just like, hey, because we don't call cops, right? Because yeah. we don't want to get in trouble for any of our shit. So they're like, you guys are arguing. We're like, no, we're fine. We're good. You can go. And like the whole side of my face is fucking bruised. And I'm like, no, man, we're, we're fine here. And the cop is like, you guys are on our fucking nerves. We're getting calls about you. We're fucking tired of this shit. He's got to go right now. So he leaves. I'm like, great. He and they were like, you stay here and don't let that motherfucker back in here. We're sick of, but they were angry with me. They were like, we're sick yeah. of you and your shit. Like they were yeah. so fucking mad at me. And I'm like, good, just go. Don't arrest anybody. Please don't arrest me. So they, they go, he comes back to the door and he's like, princess, I don't have anywhere to go. You know, it's cold out here, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, well, you could come and stay tonight, but then tomorrow you need to find somewhere to go. He came in, physically pushed me out of the house and locked me out of the house. Oh I am outside in my in like what I'm sleeping in with no, no shoes on in Baton Rouge in a bad neighborhood because that's where I used to like to stay because it was cheap so <laughs> I'm like fuck I didn't have a cell phone I'm old guys I didn't have a cell phone I was just like and I was also poor and so I was like I'm gonna go to I'm gonna see if I can find some place to stay tonight so I start walking in this terrible neighborhood and I see a Derwiner Schnitzel and I go there thinking okay maybe they'll let me use the phone and guess who are there the fucking cops. And they're pissed at me. They're like, what the fuck are you doing? You need to go. Why would we gave you strict instructions? And like it's like they didn't even it's like they didn't even have like a half a day of training, like of why people do things like yeah. this. So they drive me back. They, they they knock on my apartment door that I paid for. He paid nothing for. He opens up, he, he's like yawning, like, hey officers, what's going on? <laughs> I was just sleeping in here. And they're oh like, God. we told you to leave. He said, she begged me to come back. She said she didn't want to live no more. She didn't want to live here no more. She took her stuff and she left. And I'm in the cop car screaming, no, I didn't. <laughs> it was the most ratchet thing. So guys, I know that people may think of me a certain way, but you have to understand that anybody can be put in that situation. You get into those dynamics and they become, they, they they're stick all to encompassing. you. Yeah. They're all encompassing you can't see it the cops I'm, I'm not saying all cops are like this because I've met some cops that are not but I'm just saying that a lot of them find you to be a nuisance well, because they know that tomorrow you're going to be back over there and so they're so annoyed with you and they're also very the call so I've heard I've had police officers tell me that domestic violence calls are also like the most dangerous calls that they go on mm -hmm. Because they do not know what they're walking into. They don't know who has a gun. They don't know if this person is, like, wants to suicide by cop. And they're, like, holding their wife hostage. Like, they're just so unpredictable as opposed to, like, showing up to the aftermath of, like, a robbery. Or, you know what I mean? Like, domestic sure. calls are just, like, so... Can run the gamut from, like, just two people yelling at each other to somebody holding their family hostage with a gun. And they usually have very little information when they And go. the victims usually don't want you there, right? They don't want you so, there. Like, yeah. And it's just like they don't. And 
this is not me defending cops. Like, this is not this oh, is not obviously. a pro police podcast. <laughs> Shockingly, I know. Can you believe that Liz Bentley is not super pro police? Huh? Who would have ever guessed? But like, the fact is, domestic calls are very, very. They just don't know what they're walking into. So cops are like, their guard is up. I mean, this is an American gun problem. Like, we could tie it into a million different things, but. Yeah, I it's just so it was so hard to watch Caleb be like I don't understand like why they believe that like my car was hit but I wasn't hit I was like oh. yeah yeah and she looked so sad and I know it looked like she had a few days to think about it that's another thing when you show up a few days later people are always less likely to believe you yeah. is it fair no but that's that's how it is they're they they, they would have believed believed her more on the scene than it would have a couple yeah. days later and it was and she had to take isaiah with her and like just having yeah, a baby all, in a, oh, it's so oh. the saddest thing about teen mom is like where they take their children like yeah they're always toting those babies around yeah so yeah this was really sad but i don't think this is the last of stefan i just don't i think I think we're going to see some more inappropriate scenes between the two of them where you're like, what are you doing, Kayla? You do not well, need to do this. she's definitely going to let that restraining order run out. Sure. If you, don't, yeah. if you don't know you're getting a permanent restraining order, like, you ain't getting a permanent restraining order. That's another thing I have a lot of experience in from some past yeah. work is that, like, if that victim is not, like, going to legal aid that day to get an attorney to represent them, in the at least this is how it works in Pennsylvania, in the permanent... Uh, PFA hearing that will be in like uh, five to ten days like they ain't showing up if they're like well yeah okay I'll like call legal aid or you know okay okay we'll see yeah like they're not showing up and that's like Kayla being like well you know it's like what's a two week protection order gonna do it's not gonna do shit it's gonna give you a two week break like yeah and then he's like texting her like are you telling people I hit you and stuff and I don't understand why does why isn't she worried for Isaiah? Because Stefan, she should has be. anger issues. Yes, uncontrollable. I, I really last season thought he would hit Jamie when he was young. Yeah, me her, too. Like I really thought he was going to hit her, and I mean he'll he's not responsible enough to watch a baby. He can he does not have his imagine check. Imagine when Isaiah is like three. You know how like toddlers bad. just do yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah they're they look for, you in the eye. Fucking toddlers they do it. are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because they they don't understand consequences, and also they're super cute, so they get away with a lot of shit. So imagine when he's watching Isaiah when he's three, and he just looks up, and Isaiah just drew a bunch of fucking shit on the wall with crayons, oh. and he's like, "What the fuck?" And... Last time I was at my best friend's house, and I knew the girls had done this. They had drawn all over a new mattress with markers in the middle of the night, and I like oh had God. already knew that they did it but I came in and my best friend was still at like Starbucks finishing up work and her husband was like asleep on the couch and he like let the girls let me in and they're five and five four and then the little one's like two and a half or I guess she's three now no she's two they're five four and two and the five-year-old said do you want to see our art project oh and my walked God. me back into the bedroom where the mattress was pulled out the trundle because it's underneath and she goes isn't it pretty and I'm like, Simeon, yeah, you know it, this is not an art project, and I know your mother was very angry at you for this. And she just gave me, like, the most wicked smile and laughed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she they like, don't have fuck. a lot of shame. <laughs> so I can totally see Stefan, like, and you know you know how I feel about physical discipline. I don't use it because I can't use it. 
but I'm I'm not like uh, and vehemently opposed to it the way you are. I'm fine. Will be Stefan's thing. Yeah, and so that's what he's gonna say. He's gonna he's gonna couch it as physical discipline, and it's gonna be too much. It's gonna be too far, and it's gonna cross the fucking line. And then and she's gonna be arguing. Like I don't know why she's not afraid for her fucking son. I just don't yeah, know. I don't know. Once in rehab, <laughs> in this like uh like session we were in, we got into this huge fight that I like started about physical discipline, and everyone was like, "I got beat, and I'm okay. I deserved it." And I was like, "We're in." Well, rehab you guys are in right rehab. Now. <laughs> like, and then I remember like storming up into my room, and the counselor, like one of the techs, came in to talk to me. Like the, they're not counselors; they're just like the people working there. And I was like, "I need to take a night off of rehab." I was like, <laughs> "I was like, I cannot deal with this shit anymore." But I'll never forget someone like screaming at me that like they got hit and they were fine. I was like, "You're a heroin addict. <laughs> You're absolutely not fine. Like, if anything, this is like a poster for like how bad physical discipline is." <laughs> Well, the only thing that, like, saves it for me for Stefan is, is that he obviously doesn't have a lot of rides places, so he can't come over and fuck her up because she has to go pick that's him true. up. Uh, that's so, true. You, she even but, went to his house to get the debit card, like, yeah, wherever so, he was staying. Like, he didn't so if she, if he had a ride, he might be at her door right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, thank I thank God that, that and you know he doesn't have any sort of card to hook up an Uber account. <laughs> They, they probably I'm not saying they don't have Uber but Uber is probably like where she lives they always seem to be oh, on like these long highways they always <laughs> like I've noticed they always show the drone shots of Kayla's house and at first yeah. I was like Kayla lives in a huge house and then I realized it was like a townhouse like a little townhouse yeah. complex yeah. It, but yeah. like they always show that there's like four houses around her and then just like farm <laughs> yeah. they live in the middle yeah. of nowhere so, like, I, he's mostly relying on rides and I also enjoyed last week when you were like when his friend goes well how are you just gonna get a job like <laughs> like jobs are so elusive yeah. we're so hard to find them uh, yeah jobs are hard to find when you have super specific specifications and you've got this this type of experience so you need this type of job and you're you're looking for this amount of money but you just need 128 dollars a month um <laughs> like we can there are options uh, we could find something <laughs> okay let's move on to jade who by the way has this new baking business and i encourage you all to follow cakes by jade because today she posted and i posted these on my instagram once again ebp underscore feathers um she posted this picture of cookies that okay i can't bake to save my life and i'm positive i could bake these cookies they look awful and she's selling them for twenty dollars for a dozen with fourteen dollars shipping (laughs) So you can get a dozen cookies from Jade for $34. And that's what you're getting. You're getting a dozen cookies from Jade from Teen Mom Young and Pregnant. That, that's what you're getting. Not these fucking cookies. Like, like, just go to the fucking supermarket and I guarantee you they have better, like, fresh-made cookies in their bakery section. And also, it's gotta come all the way from fucking Indiana. So, damn. <sighs> so, Jade lets us know that she's she says a very weird voiceover and I couldn't understand what it meant. She said, on my own, I managed to get my anxiety under control. And I can't decide if she was saying like, while living on my own, I managed to get my anxiety under control. Or if she meant all by myself, I got my anxiety under control. Because we literally just saw her get out of van last episode. 
No, I think she stopped taking the stuff and then never went back to the doctor. So, like, I think, you know how... Well, she probably ate that whole script of that. Yeah, sure. Like, but, Had, like, but a she's fun not taking five it. days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then she's like, I don't need this. I'm fine. And, yeah, bitch, yeah. you're high. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so, and then she's like, I, I don't know. I, I feel, I feel like they don't understand about anxiety. Like, her mom is like, it's that dude, it's, you know, it's Sean. Meanwhile, yeah. your mom's a, a drug addict and has been one for a really long time, and that, that I mean, makes people anxious. Of course, Jade has anxiety. <laughs> Her life is awful. Like, yeah, it's rough. And she's—I don't know. I—I I think she what she's saying on my own means I stopped going to the doctor, yeah, and I did get—I didn't refill it. So, I'm I good. do want to say that baby Chloe, spelled with the I and the H and everything all weird, um, is a beautiful baby. She has very yeah. doll-like features, which if you look at Jade, it's not that surprising. I bet Jade was a very beautiful baby. Yeah. Because she has those, like, doll features. You know, like, the big eyes and, like... Yeah, I and I bet, her, I bet her first word was, like, dude. <laughs> and <laughs> she's she 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 looks she still has a baby face yeah she casually lets us know that her mom has gone mia again <laughs> uh-huh so i gotta you know and make plans. She, she says that she's talking to sean again as far as like letting him see chloe and she says this so weird like her voiceovers are really bad i've noticed and she goes I'm going out tonight with my friends for my birthday. And I'm like, why are you being so aggressive? Like, the emphasis, <laughs> emphasis on my was, like, very unnecessarily aggressive. Like, she wanted to make sure we knew they were her friends and not Sean's friends? Or, like... I don't know. I, I don't think know. she just doesn't know how to do voiceovers. I don't know. Oh, so, yeah, he comes and gets the kid. Or they, they meet up for the kid. And he's being nice. Yeah. Although... In his weird way. Like, he's a weirdo. So... That's so true. He's very weird. He doesn't have social clues. He's like, you know he's that guy in high school he's like, can I have a hug? And you're like, no. Like, he does it to you, but like, you know he does it to stranger, strange girls, too. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm just never gonna forget that he, instead of going to work, he was taking pictures with boys. And, like, like, they won't tell us what that is. Like, he was doing drugs. I'll ne- like, when she was like, when I'll never forget that, when she was like, and then I went through his phone, I'm like, uh-huh. And she's like, and he was hanging out with guys he said he wouldn't hang out with. And I was like, wait, what? Like, I, I just, I, I want things spelled like, out for me. I want them to say... You hear him, yeah, and I was going was, through his phone, and you, like, perch up on your elbows, and you're like, yeah? What did you find? <laughs> girl, I was looking, because I watched a little couple, guys. I love that show. Oh, how are I, they? I, I adore those kids. In a while. They're doing, oh, they moved to Florida, because she got a yes, new job. I knew that. At the, at Is some, she healthy? At some hospital. Yeah, she's healthy. They're doing great. But, oh. so, during the commercials, there was this um, commercial for, it's called Seven Little Johnstons, and it lo- looks oh, like cute, two- right? All right, yeah, so it looks like two little people have some bio kids, and then they adopted some some other kids, and oh, they no, all I'm have some, family. they're all little people. But at first, I was like, I'm not really interested in that. But then I heard, and we might lose the house. And I was like, ooh, tell me more about that. What is, what's wrong with your finances? <laughs> and I said, Princess, you are trash. You're like literal trash. You were just, when they seemed happy, and they were hugging each other and shit, you were like, like boring. Eh. <laughs> 
homeless. Ooh, uh, that's it. Such an asshole. I still don't also like. I love that TLC just like has not moved away from little people content yet, and they're just like we're all on board with dwarfism. Like, let's go. I watched all the little people shows, all of them. I watched to the little point people that my, for years. They're I, like their twenty ninth season at this point. But I watched like Little Women, Little Women Atlanta oh, yeah, with the twerk twins, and, and to the point that I watched them so much that we were out at a grocery store and the little person was there. And one of my kids said, hey, look, it's a little person. And I was like, yeah, that's right. That's what you say. Little person. Now stop pointing. Stop pointing, please. And, and be quieter. But still. But I was because I watched so many of them. I don't know why. I, I find it hilarious to me. And it's not because they're little people. It's because they're also trash people. Most of it's them. just such a weird <laughs> content, like genre of content. Like, yeah, it's so specific. Liz, they're running out of little people to find. On Little People New York, the last season, there were a couple of girls in there that were like 5'4". And I was like, no, no, no I'm not going to let you guys. I, 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 I see that you guys look like you're kneeling in the, in the cast photos. No, I'm not doing this. You guys are just grabbing people off the street now. I want real little people. <laughs> so. I do want to point out that... Um, Jade for her birthday is when she posted the picture with like the clear coke in the picture. So Jade had a great night that night. Okay, okay. With her purple hair and dancing up on boys. Yeah, and she like met up with a friend from Instagram, whatever the fuck that means. You know what that means. You know what that means. It goes down to DMs. You know she's getting back with Sean because she's like, I'm not ready to date yet. And it's like, okay, you want to be back with your ex. Well, wait, did, is she, her saying she's not ready to date, does that mean date? Or does that mean, um, like, fucking? Uh, I don't know, actually. I don't think we know Jade well enough to know. Okay. All right. Sure. But I'm um, just saying, I'm, I do believe she hasn't fucked anybody since no. she I don't think so. Well, I don't know. Maybe because she like really does have Chloe all the time. So like, maybe, I don't know. I can't, I really, I don't have a strong read on Jade. Does she still work at Olive Garden? I think so. Oh, good girl. All right, go ahead. She commented about having four jobs and I assume like that's probably two bartending serving jobs, Cakes by Jade and MTV. No, I think she meant MTV. MTV, Cakes by Jay, Olive Garden, and being a mom. Mm, that's true. But I can see her having, like, picking up one shift a week at, like, another bar. Okay. A lot of servers do that. You know what I mean? Where you work, like, one yeah. or two shifts at, like, a different place. And it's like, yeah, you have two jobs, but, like, you're also working part-time here and part-time there. So, like, it adds yeah, up to two one jobs job. and five shifts a week. Calm, calm down. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, she ends up the ending is that she goes and meets with an old roommate and they're going to move in together. And I always am a little weary of like when these girls get roommates, because it's like, does this young girl really know what it means to live with a baby? And she even says, I've never lived with a baby before. And it's like, mm-hmm. you don't want to live with a baby. Babies are the worst. No. no and you're always going to get caught in like drawn into doing stuff like something's gonna happen and she's gonna be like could you just watch chloe for like 10 minutes yeah, while it's I like do- having a roommate with a dog 
Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you either both have a dog or neither of you have a dog. That's, that's the only way it's going to work out. And so I don't know. I don't. And also that girl, aren't, shouldn't we be worried that that girl popped up after like a season A of, of what you call well, it? Well, apparently on, on they road. lived together before. Cause they were saying like, we shared that tiny little apartment. I know, but. I don't know something I don't know something's not right when she said like it's gonna be so much fun I've never lived with a baby before I'm like if you want to have fun don't live with a baby like no either you want to have fun or you want to have a very stable living condition where like no partying ever happens you can't have both yeah and then and then there's gonna be times when Jade when you're gonna go out and do stuff with people that are mutual friends with Jade and Jade's sitting there with a baby and she's gonna be pissed that you're like just like all right well we're going out see you around jade like also, it's like it's... jade has an awful on again boyfriend that she's sc- that they don't just bicker they scream at each other like mm-hmm. you don't want to live with a couple that screams at each other and jade has a drug addict mother who sometimes crashes there oh my god oh jade brings a lot of drama if you're her roommate yeah so you come out of that room and you're going to the kitchen to get some orange juice and there's Jade, mom and dad on the fucking couch. And her dad's snoring. Her dad's snoring. Her mom's like, her mom's got a lot of fucking opinions for somebody with no place to live. <laughs> you're like, I think that's the best way to describe Jade describe Jade's mom. A lot of opinions for someone with no place to live. Ugh, we should yeah. Jade, I think, would actually like that comment. <laughs> That's a, I just don't understand why her mom's always showing up like, well, he's so-and-so, and this is so-and-so, well, you need to do so-and-so, and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you haven't figured out shit with your life yet. an apartment. <laughs> yeah, you're, and I'm, I'm assuming Jade's mom's in her 40s, right? I'm assuming yeah. that's her, yeah. Her, her. Yeah, definitely in her 40s. I would Maybe. be shocked if she was older than, like, 48. Right, she's probably, she could be early 40s to late 40s, whatever. Yeah. But, so you're, like, 42, and... You, you have grown children and no place to fucking live and you got all these opinions about how me and him like get the fuck out of here exactly so, exactly so like look i understand homelessness is a problem like i'm not it's not like we're hating on her for being poor but like she sure seems to be able to boss around jade and it's like jade's paying for her own apartment like jade's doing uh-huh. fine like she's not doing great but she's like doing okay She's paying for everything for her daughter. She is paying for that apartment. She works jobs. Like, don't worry so much about Jade. She Jade is not depending on you. I think Jade depends on grandma more than she depends on her mom. And and we all know why. I And to be fair, guys, I feel exactly the same way about the Edwards. They got a lot of fucking opinions about schools and shit when they have an active drug addict son. Yeah. And I'm not saying they can do anything about that, but. Yeah, I just but I think, think at least though with the Edwards, like, I feel like they it's a little different just because they've had Bentley every other weekend of his life and literally are like the other parent you know what I mean in his life where Jade's mom it's like why are you even here yeah I'm just saying people have other things to focus on I agree I agree agree. but I do understand like why the Edwards are so involved even though their son is a mess and it's because like they have raised Bentley every other weekend since he was born basically I'm going on record saying if we don't know where ryan is let's hold off on the schools let's just hold off yeah, on the schools a, until a we figure out where ryan is right now i mean i think we and should also always hold with off the puppy the schools <laughs> oh chance was there i love i was so glad to see the dog oh i'm glad chance is getting out of the bed which, out which he's means not... that ryan was at that house <laughs> he was probably oh, just sitting in a bedroom 
Oh, yeah. That's even more fucked up. Oh, shit. I don't think Mackenzie's <laughs> allowed to take that dog anywhere if Ryan's not at rehab. That's Ryan's favorite thing in the world. Ryan probably took the dog to rehab. Oh. My, Ryan so. might have had that dog in jail with him. We don't know. We don't oh, know. He should take the dog to rehab. I love yeah. that dog. It's so But cute. they don't allow that, do they? Um, they I mean, like, 99. Like, I'm sure there are some rehabs that are like bring your emotional support animal but like most do not mm. okay let's talk about Brianna and what like a turnaround I'm having with Jessica okay Liz they're not telling us something they are not telling us something there is no way what's her name Jessica the mom yeah. Jessica left a job that she was getting money from and a place she lived to move to Oregon with no place to stay and no place to even put your she either got fired or she quit there uh, suddenly there is no way they are not telling us something she left Wisconsin on purpose for a reason and they're not telling us what it is and what are they in Oregon now and they're with her family but they have nowhere to stay no one has a couch that they can stay on a living room that they can sleep in and they're in an Airbnb which it's like first of all they're not that broke if they're in an Airbnb and paying for a storage unit for all of their stuff. What if MTV is paying for the Airbnb? I think they might be. Um, Second of all, like I, Brianna's like, well, when we said yes, like I thought we would have like an apartment and it's like, okay, so why didn't you say no when you figured out you didn't? I think because I think something, they thought something was going to happen and it didn't. And they're not telling us what it is. Like yeah, her grand. They thought they were moving in with her grandparents. I think. So what happens with that? I think my guess would be that Jessica is a lot more impulsive than we realized, uh-huh. and assumed they'd be able to live with the grandparents, and said that they were not renewing their lease, and never really a hundred percent confirmed with the grandparents until it was she had quit her job and the lease was not being renewed. And they had a U-Haul rented, and then her grandparents were like, you guys can't live with us. Are you kidding me? Like, maybe you could, Jessica, but not Brianna, her boyfriend, and her baby. Right, that makes sense, too. And also, I know you guys are in love with this robber guy, but we don't know who the fuck that is. So... I hope nobody's in love with Rob. First of all, they're broken up. No, 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 I mean... Are broken up. Oh, I yeah, the, oh, family. the rest of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, the family. Jessica's, like, If I was total... the grandparents, I'd be like, I don't know who that is. So last season, I really appreciated Jessica's ability to communicate. Mm. And I still think she's good at that. But her, like, total willingness to, like, drag this Robert guy across the country with them and go in as a team. Uh. Because that's what she's doing. She's going in as a team with this guy, with this 18-year-old high school dropout that she's known for under five months is insane. It's insane. Why would you be relying? And they moved to a place. They moved from Wisconsin, which has a very low cost of living, to one of the highest cost of living places in the country. Oregon? Portland. Portland's extremely expensive. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure. And it's like without. And then you're relying on like your 17 year old daughter and her 18 year old dropout boyfriend. Like. And you guys are going to get a place big enough for all of you. And who, I mean, I think this is another thing of like, we're waiting for MTV money. We're waiting for Instagram money. And I really do think that maybe Jessica had lined up like 
that she could stay. And then once Brianna said yes, like, the grandparents changed their mind. I don't know. But you're right. Something is not, something's not right in this situation. I think Roberts would make them change their mind. I think they probably would have made room for Brianna. I think Roberts would make them change their mind. Which, like, who can blame them? No, and it's exactly what my mom would have said. Because, but the other thing is, I don't. Okay, so this might be a little bit too deep diving here, but, but so regard regardless of the fact that Brianna's on MTV, she's getting MTV money, and now she's getting fit, fat, bum, whatever. Um, Brianna's poor. Like she grew up poor. She grew up poor. Brianna, I'm assuming that Brayson's on Medicaid because yeah, yes. How how. And that he's, physical therapist he's, was clearly sent from the state that came exactly. over. Exactly. So all that stuff goes through that. And when you change states, Medicaid, Medicaid state by state. So yeah. any appointments that you're, I'm not saying he's not disabled. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. He is, but he he has a portion well, of his his limb disabled. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, he's physically disabled. Whatever appointments he needs to go to, whatever that all shit's because you left the state of Wisconsin. So I don't understand how you took a small baby that has a disability that needs his physical therapy, needs his appointments. Kids that young, I don't know how old he is, but that first year you go to the doctor all the fucking time because you have all these milestones you have to hit. So just being someone for two months without signing up for, if he gets Medicaid, now my kids get Medicaid because my kids are adopted and the kids that are in foster care, they all have, they're all on Medicaid. So Medicaid mm-hmm. automatically means I'm eligible for a ton of other stuff. I get a discount on my electricity. I I get a discount on a lot of stuff or mm-hmm. or if I need if my income could get I could get like financial assistance very quickly because, as long as my income was in a certain way. Well, because you're already in so the system, you're already recognized as needing the but financial me- system so right. you move quicker through everything. Once you're approved for Medicaid, you've already been, they've already done the background yeah. stuff. So I'm assuming Brianna had Medicaid. That's how, how else was she in that fucking hospital? Like she yeah. had to have been on that stuff. So. Well, yeah. And going to she the could doctor's have food appointments, stamps. I'm sure they, she had a specialist because of the baby's yeah. disability. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they're, they're not talking about the fact that now, I, again, I don't know how much money they're making at this point because I don't know when they filmed this. But they're not Here's talking the about the fact I think that she's making be... a lot of money for Lexi, who's living with her wealthy parents or her her solid sure. middle class parents. That mm-hmm. like she doesn't need to pay for anything except her son and like her car bill. Like I think she's making a lot of money relative to that, but relative to Brianna, who's with her single mom, who's poor, and she's poor. She's not making a lot of money. Does that make sense? So, yeah. So when they're talking about looking for jobs and stuff, I'm like, also, you should be down at the Department of Health or the place yeah. where you have to go because you have to fill out a ton of paperwork. You got to get that shit started. They'll give you food stamps. residency. Yeah. Absolutely. You have to do all that right yeah. now You because eventually Brace is going to get sick and where, where the fuck are you going to take him? He's a baby. Also, she's saying things like, I can't get a job because... Because I don't have a place to live, and I don't have a place to live because I can't get a job. Bitch, McDonald's does not send you letters. They just call yeah, you use on the, the Airbnb phone. as the address. Or use that as your address, address or, or your yeah. grandparents' address. Write that down, yeah. and then they'll call you. Use like, cell phone. Yeah. They sound crazy, and they're like, we'll just keep looking, but you're literally not looking right now. What are you yeah. doing? You're like sitting on a porch. And then who's going to watch this baby when all three of you get jobs? Yeah. Because you yeah. still haven't gone down to get your child care credit because they, they want you to work. 
it's working mothers are better off okay in all ways and regardless of what people think about food stamps or welfare or any of that stuff you don't get that much and so they want you to work so they'll give you a voucher so someone can watch your fucking kid now it takes a long time to get that shit and you have to get a job first so i don't the only reason i'm really thinking about this is because because my kids are on medicaid because either they're false your kids on Medicaid or they're adopted on Medicaid and there's just all this shit that goes with that I know yeah. that you don't just leave the state today it's no. just, people I have I have a friend who has an adult son who is schizophrenic and he is not someone that can be on his own he has a lot of help from the state for his medications and stuff so and she was thinking about moving she was planning that shit months in advance because if she just left the next time he had to refill his medication he it wouldn't go through I mean, and he needs- I see this in rehab all the time. Like that, like with people with addictions, they're on Medicaid and they want to go to treatment in Florida, but they can't go to treatment in Florida or they get scholarship for treatment in Florida, but they can't get any medicine filled while they're in the treatment center because they can't get their insurance to refill any medicine in the state of Florida because they have Oklahoma yeah. Medicaid. Like it's, yeah. it's a big thing and you're absolutely right. And I just still can't get over the fact that, like, Jessica was willing to sink so much trust about, like, herself and her future and her situation into Brianna and Robert. And I don't think Brianna intended to work full-time. I don't think that was ever, like, a thing. Because she's got a a young baby. I don't think she was ever like, I'm going to go get a job in 50 hours. I think... She she also was like, well, Robert's going to get a job. He wants to work construction. He's going to do this and this and this. And I'm like, you yeah. don't even know Robert. You, you no. just, <laughs> you don't and even know. And then she's talking to, and then when he's like, well, I'll get like a fast food job. And it's like, go get a fucking construction job. But like, Anything. get on Craigslist and start doing day labor work. Yeah, do day labor work. Um, In fact, the fact is some of the day labor work Brianna could do. Cause it's yeah. like cleaning things. Um, yeah. But who's going to watch Brayson? Because you guys, this is not a plan. And another thing I want to point out is the sister that didn't go. She said something so great when she said she wasn't go. She said, I'm in a good relationship and I have a great job that I remember those words were like, yeah, I think she works hey. at Starbucks. She's like a shift manager at Starbucks. So whatever she's doing, she, so the relationship was almost secondary i have a great job i have income that comes in here this bitch and yeah dude i don't and so brianna's super mad at her mom but i was like let's go back to wisconsin and her mom's like we don't have money to go back to wisconsin how go back where robert's parents house what the fuck are you talking about it just so it seems so irresponsible to me and it seems so unlike the jessica that we knew last season that it's so confusing to me. You would think that as part of the moving expenses, first, last, and security would be part of that. Yeah, and also... And I mean, I get it. She doesn't have it. They're poor. Like, this is me asking for something that they literally do not have. And, like, I understand that. And But also, at the same time, it's like, guys, MTV is here. Like, spend one more year in Wisconsin. If this pans out... You can make a nice move to Oregon. If not, whatever. It's just another year that you're in Wisconsin staying at the same shitty apartment. Who cares? You'll you'll I'm, get to Oregon next year. Like, why the rush? That's because I think she lost her job. She either didn't show up a bunch because of filming stuff. I think she, or she quit her job because they told her she couldn't. Yeah, I think she quit 
her job or she lost her job. Like maybe they said you can't you, you can't take that day off or whatever. She's like, fuck yeah. this, I'm out. And yeah. I also I just so I've moved states a lot in my life. I my dad being in the military really put a bug in me that I'll just be wherever the fuck I want to be. And for a long time I would just like pack all my shit in the car and just be like in a new place tomorrow. Because yeah. I was a freelancer and I just I I went wherever I wanted to. Her saying that she cannot rent an apartment because she doesn't have a job yet. She needs to say because she doesn't have the money yet because yeah. she could find an apartment without a they job. Get right a, and they could also get like you're telling. I understand you probably can't get into a nice complex. Yes. You know, without like pay stubs. Like I understand that, but like you can't find like a shitty apartment with a six month lease. Where they like exactly even running your credit as long as you have first class and security like yeah and a lot of them were just first and security as long or if you're willing to pay a couple of extra hundred dollars for for your security yeah a lot of them will do that so that's not true either let's be real you don't have the money and that's a whole different thing that's that's the problem me and Liz have is like where's your money and why did you think you were going to do this without money like you guys rented a U-Haul one way. That's a that's a fuckload of money, guys. That's oh a lot God. of money. So, well, I mean, real, realistically, if this is what her plan was, they should have sold all of their shit, all of it. Yes. Drove out there as quickly as possible. Not made a road trip out of it, although I'm sure MTV paid for a lot of it because they were filming the road trip mm-hmm. stuff, like the hotels, whatever, mm-hmm. the meals. But like, drove out there as quickly as possible. I mean, God only knows how much you're paying for that storage unit. To have that U-Haul truck worth of stuff. They oh should have only brought what fit in the cars. And, like, got into an apartment as soon as possible and slept on air mattresses until they could and figure let's, it out. Let's keep it real. Jessica does not have a $5,000 couch. I don't believe that. I think your couch maybe might be worth 100 bucks. I So, yeah. like, why do you need to tote it across the country? What I always sell all my shit. And any, when I was doing that, I would sell everything I could. I sold all my and shit then... when I left Florida. I only brought and then I from Florida what was in my car. Everything else to the Salvation Army. They will come and pick up a house full of shit. They yeah, will. because it's almost never worth... First of all, it's almost never worth it to, like, move all your stuff. Uh, unless you're, like, very rich and you can pay for movers. But, like, you don't need when you move into a new place. Like, you don't... You know what I mean? Like, they don't need all that furniture. You need, like, bare minimum stuff. You don't and, even need an air mattress because you can sleep on the floor if you have enough blankets. So, work it out. Yeah, and so to pay for, I mean, that U-Haul was probably $1,000 at least. It was probably more than that because of the one-way part of it. It was, yeah, I don't know so how far Wisconsin is. Yeah, one-way. Yeah, because they have to get someone you to drive the bitch mile, back. You pay by mile and the drop-off fee. Yeah, it's a lot. And I yeah. did not understand. When they were packing that shit up, I was like, oh, they, they MTV's doing good for yeah. them. Maybe MTV's paying for that. I So I think that what's going to come out in the next, next couple of years and we're going to realize it's going to come out that there's something else happened and that's why yeah. I left Wisconsin I'm also and- a little confused about the 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 timeline of Brianna living in Chicago versus living in Wisconsin because Brianna and Danae were living in Chicago but how long was Brianna living in Chicago with Jessica and then they both moved to Wisconsin. And then after yes. a year in Wisconsin, Jessica decides to move to Oregon. How long were they in Chicago? Like I, I'm, I'm starting to Six see cracks. <laughs> I'm starting to see a lot more cracks in Jessica, basically. And, and we want to like, know she why she moved from Wisconsin. Chicago. Was it because of the job? 
Yeah, well, that's what she said. We moved when I was pregnant because of my mom's job, but she was working in a deli. Okay, so I don't know what that is. I don't yeah. know what that. So they're not telling us something. And Agreed. Jessica, you've fallen. I'm just letting you know. We, we used to have you up here. Now, now you're Jamie is our queen. Jamie is our mom. queen, <laughs> and we like and we do like Pastor T. Although we we're sick of her shit too. So we, we like Pastor T, but we we see Pastor T for what she is. Jamie is our pure-hearted um, mom yeah. right now. Because she was about to take a punch from Stefan over like a over a She's charge. Like, I like just want to go on my new kids on the block cruise. That's all I ask. She, she should be able to. She should fucking Kayla. Let your mom go and stop involving her in this shit. I, so basically, Jessica tells Brianna that like she's a princess or something like that. Yeah or something and Robert's like where did she get it from and Jessica's like oh easy but Jess in that moment Brianna's looking at her mom she is fucking angry she's disgusted she, actually she looks like and she's also Brayson is at that age where babies grab you and hit you and, and pull your yeah. hair and stuff so Brayson's like fucking her up oh my god with her his hair one wasn't arm. even brushed if you notice it was like like rats nets on like she had like huge knot on the side of her hair like brianna was a mess in this scene do you remember how cute we thought brianna was last season or season yeah. a she's we thought she was, she's from grace she's not looking cute now well and she's going through it <laughs> i'm rude and everything but i missed danae i missed oh, danae i thought danae is a star i miss danae I miss the way Danae would explain stuff to us. I miss. I want to know what uh, Danae's doing right now. Danae's smile like lights up the yeah, screen. Yeah, had a great smile. It's and just I was so. It's such a contrast, like how charismatic and like easy to watch Danae was versus mm-hmm. Robert, who is like a literal piece of wood. Yeah, and I did, I was not here for her grandfather misgendering Danae on purpose. In that on purpose. Yeah, first on he purpose. Said, I just didn't like him. I mean, whatever she, he has going on. I was like, yeah. Uh, what? The way he said it was just so dismissive and disrespectful. It was like, on purpose. He yeah. knew what he, he should have said, but wasn't like, I'm not doing that. And then she's just nodding quiet. Like, did he, was he paying for your lunch? What the fuck? Why was she so happy for that? She was I just don't know. like, she's, mm-hmm. it's also a little confusing. Like, I don't know. I'm just so confused by the grandparents of it all. Like, is there more family around? Like, what? I need more backstory. I don't know. I, I again, it's one of those things that come out later. Like, like Janelle, Janelle's pussy in the woods. Like, this is going to be something that we're like, like oh, and this is what really happened. What? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Pussy in the woods. I know exactly what you're saying, which is why I hate what, that you the... said it because I know exactly what you mean. But you know what I'm saying? like at the time when things are filming we'd be like that's off we don't why is that and then later on you're like oh well this was what was actually happening at the time and you're like oh this makes a fucking lot more, more sense that this was going on so yeah uh, any other final thoughts on teen mom or teen mom young and pregnant no I'm just really happy you had me on I am happy that I said my piece about Bristol and I don't know these mother. Oh, we forgot to talk about Cheyenne. Oh, I kind of did that on purpose. I first of all, <laughs> Cheyenne smokes a lot of pot. I think she's like always, always stoned. Um, oh, yeah. And I like Cheyenne for the first few episodes, but in this episode, I realized I found her scenes a little more draining. 
and not fitting in. Okay, so I don't want any more sick babies. I'm, True. I'm. I don't mean that. I'm. I'm not trying to be mean, guys. I'm really not. I just. I can't. Allie took it out of me. Okay. Allie took it out of me. Jason's voice is. Brayson's one arm. I can't do. Even if it's just about diet, I, we can, you can't let me see a whole episode just about writer. I'm happy writer's doing well. I'm happy, but I can't watch this. Just like I couldn't, as cute as it was, I couldn't watch a whole episode for Macy about Maverick's haircut. I can't do that. Oh, God. Yeah, so, I, and the only reason I thought about it is because I want to reiterate that none of these people know how to co-parent. They all think co-parenting is being best friends with the other guy and that's not what it is and I really wish they took some classes or maybe at the reunion they could be like hey guys come on into this room and then they like play a video about co-parenting and like they'll be like hey did you know that fucking your ex is not exactly co-parenting it's actually yeah it makes things harder (laughs) I think my thing is is that it's her scenes feel very unteen mom like in a way that at first what do you think was embracing. I don't know, but it's not Teen Mom. And at first I was embracing it, but now I'm feeling a little tired by it. Wait, is it because everyone's so cute? It's because everyone's everybody's so, so camera cute. ready? Everybody's older. Everybody's just, yeah, they're camera ready. They're not ready to be like super messy in a way that I like. I'm wondering why her sister's name is R. Kyle Lynn. I think she's called Kyle. But that's not her first name. And when, because the if you go back, the first few episodes, they just had her Chiron's Kyle. And I was like, it's like changing oh, that's to every episode. Lynn is yeah. been at, last week, it was just R. Kyle. And I was, because yeah. I remember thinking, R. Kyle? Like R. Kelly? The, like it's 2018. Yeah. Like you should do something about that. And then I looked at her Instagram because, oh, R. Kyle Lynn is, um, she's pregnant right now and i was looking at her instagram and first of all she's beautiful second of all she's yeah. like obsessed with the 18th the number 18 because r is the 18th letter i don't know but she made Corey and cheyenne the baby's godparents so that means they're definitely together right because you wouldn't make like like the your sister's baby's daddy who she's not with the godparent even still it's just, like they're not they married like i just wish they'd be together i just wish that they just go be together and stop playing with our emotions oh, because God. you you want me to believe that you there's nothing going on and yet yeah. like you're inviting him to events that are are really adult events that don't involve writer so and you're like well we just want to be good well you guys are good so what's the problem you aren't fighting so I don't understand it I just be together I'm I'm having a big issue with the ambiguity around like the relationship that she was in when Ryder was born oh yeah and like somebody asked her on her I don't know if I talked about this last week but somebody asked her like two weeks ago on her Instagram you know and like the ask me a question box if like what it was like to be unsure of the paternity and she was like it was really hard only my family knew and I'm like okay but like did the guy that you were dating know like I need to know if this guy thought it was his kid if he was playing dad when she decided what's to his name Corey Virgin we don't know we don't know anything about him and I need him to come on screen and be like hey bitch like you let me believe that this was my child for six months like 
I, I'm really curious about like how messy it actually was. And I feel frustrated that we're not getting answers. And it's not like we can write in and, and get Nessa to ask. She's going to be like, Hey girl. Oh, I might go to the reunion. I applied what? for tickets cause I'm going to have, I happen. Oh my God. So me and like six, maybe six Reddit friends are all going to be in North Jersey that weekend for uh, one of our other friends who has been on this podcast, uh, her baby shower. We're throwing her an internet baby shower. Um, and we're like an Airbnb and it's going to be like fun and we're all going to meet up. Like we talk to each other all the time, all day long on our discord server and our group texts. And so it's like so fun. We're all going to meet up. And, um, the Team Mom reunion happens to be filming that weekend in New York, and so we um, we applied for tickets. And okay. it said to put like why your like why you should be chosen for the audience. And I wrote like I host a Team Mom podcast called Feathers in My Hair, so I hope that helps our chances. And also, one of the girls has like been to a few of the reunions and like knows one like loosely knows you know one of the producers and she like texted him to see if like we could all get in so i might be going and obviously i will sign the nda and i will not break it but then once it airs and i can talk i'll tell all about my experience but we'll see it could be fine i think that would be like epic and i think that would be like such a big fucking deal and i want you to scream out things from the audience like (laughs) who who did you say was the baby daddy at first or um (laughs) Yeah, Jessica, I should try and get in the ass the moms just... and be like, Hi, Cheyenne, I'm just curious. Did the boyfriend that you had while you fucked Corey think that Ryder was actually the, his baby? Um, How did you tell him that it wasn't his baby? When was that exactly? Do you have the date? Like, could you let us know all of the details of your personal life? Thanks, Liz from Westchester, Pennsylvania. <laughs> you know what? I think that would be epic. But you know what? I think he probably knew that it was a chance he couldn't be the father because her hookup with Corey, even though I don't watch anymore, her hookup with Corey was such a, was such a big fucking deal. So I think. I do remember though, when it came out that Corey, that they had the baby because it was posted in uh, Mm -hmm. like EVP. I remember that too. People like, I I was like, who are these people? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I remember everyone being like, holy shit. Like, I think people knew she had been pregnant and like knew she had a baby but I don't think she was like first of all I don't think she was like that popular in the challenge world because I think she had only done the challenge uh and maybe are you the one or what you know what I mean like she had only done like one show at that point yeah so one I think season she just, one show. yeah so she was just like kind, you know what I mean like nobody was like really hard checking for her and then Corey posted about like if Ryder being his daughter and everyone was like what the fuck because Corey yeah. was already, like, huge in the challenge world by that point. And I remember everyone being like, holy shit, like, I can't believe this. This is so shocking. But that was when he found I out think it was six months. But I think she was only in someone to know because she had slept with Corey on yeah. the show. Yeah. And so her boyfriend knew that she had been sleeping with someone out so i don't think it was he was like yes. no this is definitely my kid i think it was probably yeah, a lot how, of i wonder maybe how long... we don't know I, yeah i don't know i don't no, know it i want to if be... you're a challenge head like let us know please like yeah. please let me know on instagram or twitter like the timeline of events i would really appreciate it because i feel like and this is a problem with bristol and dakota and it's a problem with bringing them in to a well-established show in 
maybe why they should have went on Young and Pregnant. Although it's crazy to think of Bristol and Young and Pregnant for some reason, but I think Cheyenne she like could have 30? worked on Young and Pregnant. she? I mean, yeah. She's like 27. But I think Cheyenne, uh-huh. I mean, Jade and Ashley are both like 22. So I think Cheyenne could have like snuck into Young and Pregnant. Mm-hmm. But it's so hard to watch them on this show because we are missing so much backstory that we have yeah. for the other girls. And I every time I watch it, I'm like, I'm really not it's not that I'm confused but I'm missing like a foundation of knowledge and when I compare it to when I watch the other girls where I'm literally an encyclopedia for their lives and at this point like could write a fucking book about them mm-hmm. <laughs> and have hosted a podcast about them for two years and basically know everything that's happened to them ever in their lives where I can be like oh yeah Tyler was raped by his sister's friend when he was you know what I mean like I just have such a deep yeah you just bring that knowledge. up in casual conversation yeah yeah. <laughs> I have such a deep and personal knowledge of the three other characters on this show that when it comes to Bristol and Cheyenne, I'm left feeling like, at least for me, I don't know if like everybody feels this way, but as somebody that consumes so much Team Mom info, that when I watch them, I'm like, I can't get as invested into their segments because I just don't have enough knowledge about them and their backstories. Well, I don't think you need, I feel the same way, don't get me wrong I feel like I'm missing pieces of this but I don't need too much more I just just a few things I need okay. to understand the situation and some of the stuff of Bristol I could find out if I were willing to like go into that trash dump yeah which Diane she she's not I, famous I don't enough. know yeah she's not famous enough but and she I will be would, don't worry I think it would work on young and pregnant only because on young and pregnant like it's that way about all the girls you know what i mean like i don't have like a depth of knowledge about any of them so i'm like watching them all with fresh eyes where i Mm -hmm. think it's just very hard to compare and contrast somebody that i know so well like caitlin and tyler and someone i don't know at all like cheyenne no i get it i get it all right all right guys thank you so much for coming on this podcast Uh, i would like to remind everyone which i should have done at the top of the show Please go vote on Tuesday if you haven't voted already, like if you live in Pennsylvania, which I don't believe is early voting. And also, I'm a person that likes to vote on Election Day because um, Why? I went, I don't know, I like to do it. I like the excitement of Election Day. I love early voting. And in Texas, I every election I voted for, I've always done early voting because you can vote anywhere during early voting. I don't know if that's everywhere, but you can vote anywhere. The lines are less. And I always get to vote in a group grocery store so like people are always giving you donuts the people come down the line with food then you can like i don't know pick up a six-pack and then like get on out yes <laughs> very very rarely i'm trying to remember in 08 it was a little crowded to vote it's never crowded in the midterm elections at my polling station really? um yeah never because i live in like a, a small suburb like it's not and our area is like so I think there are a lot of polling stations so it's you know what I mean like none ever get too crowded is my okay, I see what you're saying. is what I think because I'm like I'm just like in a, a sub like a big suburb so right. like the people that live you know like two miles the other way like have a different polling station I think mm-hmm. um it's a pretty small area that's in our polling station so and i just like to vote on election day so everyone please go vote vote for the right person wink wink (laughs) are you like trying to be coy but not telling them who to vote for but like you know who to vote for yeah 
This is actually a very, I want to hear both sides on this podcast, because if anything, I've given off a vibe of loving to hear both sides. I'm very tolerant of other people's views, and I love to hear them and give a platform to them. (laughs) Once someone on Reddit, and I, I understood what they were saying, and they left me a very long, constructive comment about how I can make this podcast better. And okay. one of them was that I should have guests on with different points of view. And okay. I, like, as opposed to mine. And I said, look, I understand what you're saying. And I, it's constructive criticism. I'm not offended by it at all. Like, I appreciate that you took the time to write this. But, like, the reality is, is, like, I don't care to hear other people's opinions if they don't align with mine on Team Mom. Like, it's That's hard. Good to you know about that. It's hard to do a Teen Mom podcast every... It's hard to do a podcast every week. It just is. Like, mm-hmm. it's emotionally hard. It's, like, I have to, like, budget it into my schedule every week. Like, it's not easy to do. And the reality is what's interesting for me and the way that I like to do it and how this is enjoyable for me is to talk to people that mostly agree with me. <laughs> like, But I've, like... I've heard you disagree with people on this podcast. So, yeah, it's not but that. let's be real. It's... Like most people I bring on, I don't bring on people that like I know have like drastically different views for me on purpose. Yeah, I understand. I, th- I do it on purpose. <laughs> I, and also, so you guys have to understand that you have to get in the mood to do a podcast. I've had to throw away like, cause I get to, I don't have to do it on like a weekly show so I can like kind of, you know, let them pile up. And I've had to throw away some because I just wasn't in the mood for it. I just, it's, I sounded like I didn't want to be there. Yeah. I sounded like I was over it. So you have to get in a certain mood. You have to put it into your time. And then you have to want to, some people are like, imagine if you were doing a podcast with Robert. Like, imagine that. Imagine like you yeah. saying, well, what'd you think about that? And he'd be like, well, um, yeah. yeah and, like, I'm not it's, interested in it. No. <laughs> Oh, it's a, you have to find a certain kind of chemistry. That said, I think that you do well with people who disagree with you. Do you? I think you do. I, I are you? I, try, I mean, look, determined to be right? Sure. <laughs> but the reality is, it's like, I don't, like, I could seek out people that have, like, very different points of view on me. Like, I could, there are lots of people on Reddit who, like, see totally opposite for me. And I could approach them and be like, do you want to come on my podcast and we can debate Mackenzie? like i'm just not interested in that like that's not that's not that's not something that i like yes i make money on this but not a lot you know what i mean like (laughs) this isn't my job this is something that i do because i like to do it and it's entertaining and it's fun and i want to keep it that way and what's wouldn't be fun for me is like debating about like Mackenzie or janelle or whatever and i understand why that can get boring for people and like this podcast is absolutely not for everybody, as I've said before, but it's like, this is how I have to do it. <laughs> like, if you yeah. guys want a podcast every week, like, this is how it has to be done. <laughs> well, I, I'm telling you, I will listen to you talk about anything. I listen to your uh, bonus episode about YouTube. I will listen to anything. And I, by the way, I, I'm, so I'm actually more upset sometimes. I, I'm actually upset sometimes when you're like, Princess, we'd be on the show because it means that on Sunday I can't listen to the show. Aww. Like it fucks up my whole Sunday, and I wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is I get my phone because I because I usually have like a lot of you know errands and chores and shit mm-hmm. to do. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go do the laundry, do this. Let me get my phone. I know Liz 
did another episode. I know she's going to say something. I disagree with you sometimes. I'm always like, nope, I don't believe that. And then, Oh, the other thing I disagree with you. Cheyenne's bathing suit. It is, Cheyenne's bathing suit was horrible. And it's not that she didn't look good. She looked amazing in her bathing suit, okay? But I'm not having a conversation with any of my children with their ass cheeks out. I don't sexualize them. I don't care. If, I, I think you look great in your photo shoot and all that shit, but you're not going to come over here and ask me to unconditionally love you and then turn around and throw your ass cheeks at me. I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm not doing it. No. To it's be <laughs> fair, a lot of my opinions on the podcast are actually, I don't necessarily strongly believe in them. I've just spent all week <laughs> reading Reddit and people that I don't like having the most outrageous yes. and I'm like a natural contrarian. So, like, I, like, need to come on here and, like, deeply defend her thong bathing suit. Just, and it's because, like, earlier that day, I had read someone that literally suggested that if a a user said that her dad wouldn't care, and then the other person said, like, it's because you and your dad fuck, basically. So, like, like, that was the gist of the conversation. So, I was like, "Mm, well, little Miss Contrarian Liz needs to get on here and, like, outrageously defend this thing. That, like, two weeks later, I'm like, yeah, it's probably inappropriate. (laughs) No, but you know what? I felt that when you were saying it. Because I know that you were, like, in the tide of fandom and people talking about something. I felt that when you were saying it. The only reason that I was, like, I'm not, I I don't think it was the worst thing she's ever done in her life. But the reason I'm not, I don't think it was all that great was because I felt like this, I don't know. It felt like she was so, she cared more about looking, like, really sexy than enjoying that awesome party that was her family's party that was so so fun and like all her family was gonna be there yeah it was it looked so fucking fun and it looked like she was like i'm gonna shut this shit down with my ass (laughs) to be fair though i think that her entire family understands that like this is a real opportunity for her um and And they also understand her what she like they understand her and they understand that like cheyenne's trying to become famous and has tried to be famous for the last couple years. And this teen mom could be a real opportunity for her. And if that means she's going to wear a thong bathing suit on TV while we talk to her, like, that's what it means. And we fully support her in that. Yeah. And I felt like they weren't, like, scandalized. I didn't think they yeah. were like, we've never seen this. They are like, yeah, she's been wearing this since she was 12. That was my <laughs> thing. It's not like her family obviously didn't care. So I didn't understand why people were getting so upset about it. Yeah, yeah. But I love that her dad was like, love is not uh, unconditional because yeah, I've used I that argument. Such all the- a princess line. It's not because if somebody is hurting me over and over and over again, yeah, even I do child. not feel the same way. Yeah, I'm not. Listen, I told my kid that I was always going to be his mom and I love him forever. And someone was like, forever? I was like, listen, I might have to love him from juvie, but I, I'll do it. I'll love him. <sighs> and he's going to have to stay in juvie. So. <laughs> All right. right. On that note, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. I love you so much. I love you to pieces. Thank you. Bye. Bye. This has been an episode of Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Executive producers Molly McAleer and Liz Bentley. Produced by Nicole Matthews. Special thanks to Sarah DiGiovanna for our logo. Head on over to our Patreon page for more rewards. www.patreon.com slash ebpsychode 